What up, what up, what up? Good morning, good morning here on this Menace Monday right here on the Coach JB Show. We're live on YouTube, 6 to 9 a.m. every day. Today's Menace Monday. Coach Zach Smith joins me live here in the first hour. We're going to break down all things college football. Matt McChesney joins us in the second hour, break down all things NFL, plus tonight's Monday Night Football matchup. Is Aaron Rodgers dead? Is he gone? Where does he end up next year? Is Derek Carr holding the Raiders back? Zero points. Is, is Coach McDaniels just not a head coach? Plus, the Lakers got their first win. What can we expect from here? Plus, so much more right here on this Menace Monday, Coach JB Show. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. And I appreciate you guys all joining me this morning. We're going to get after it. we got a great star-studded lineup this week as guests are going to be rolling in. Patrick Queen joins us, starting middle linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. will hit us up tomorrow in the first hour, plus many announcements and all things to get to. I'll see you on the other side. Peace. Appreciate everybody joining me today on this Menace Monday. It's kind of like Fearless Friday with me because we're going to be fearless. We're going to be menaces. And Zach will join us in the first hour. We're going to break all things down college football. Uh, first of all, let's get you out the way with the quote of the day. I got to start you off the right way. Quote of the day. Today is a new day. Even if you were wrong yesterday, you can get it right today. That's my own quote. I used to tell the, my coaches that every day. We had a bad day. Hey, man. Shit. Yesterday's over. We don't look in the rearview mirror. We ain't going that way. We're looking ahead. Take the rearview mirror out the way. I used to take the rearview mirrors out the car. Why? Because it stops you from looking ahead. That's just real shit. I don't know if you guys are uh, kind of cut from my cloth, but I'm just keeping it real with you guys this morning on this Menace Monday. Had a lot of big college football weekend just passed. Big NFL weekend just passed. But today is a new day. Even if you were wrong yesterday, you can get it right today. Um, poll question. Where does Aaron Rodgers play next year? That's the poll question today. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't believe he's a Packer, though. I'll tell you right now, my gut would tell me he's nowhere. There's no way he's a Packer next year. Uh, that's just my humble opinion. Um, TikTok, what up? Appreciate you joining me. I'm live right here on my YouTube channel, Coach JB Show, every day, 6 to 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, big announcement. Um, if you guys weren't here on two, uh, last Friday, me and former NFL USC legendary quarterback Sean Salisbury are doing a show together for right now, Tuesday, Thursdays, uh, on YouTube and Patreon. So all you coaches out there listening, all you guys want to get information, PowerPoints, videos, clinic film, teach tapes, uh, you name it, you can become a member on my Patreon. Uh, we'll be dumbing down the membership uh, tiers. We'll be coming probably down to a few tiers. But right now, you can go make, become a member on our Patreon. And Tuesday, Thursdays, we will have a different membership tier for YouTube. 
as we will be posting it every day, Tuesday and Thursdays, excuse me, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will launch it live as a premiere every Tuesday, Thursday. Me and uh, me and Sean are going to break down all things because we have no, we have uh, the right now to show NFL film, and we have the film, and we're going to break down all things. It's going to be called Last Chance Q with Sean Salisbury, myself. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be a big, big time hitter right there. We're going to break down all things football and coaching the quarterback and, uh, just breaking down shit. So we're going to get into that every Tuesday and Thursday, starting tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Become a member on our YouTube channel for that. If you're a coach, it'll be a different tier than my regular coach JB show. Uh, so we're got to get that out the way. This show is brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. Head on over to CanadipCBD.com. Get you some today. CoachJBStore.com for merch. And for the CanadipCBD.com, use the promo code CoachJB. And also, all things betting. The World Series is back tonight, game three. You can you can bet it on BetOnline.ag. Proud sponsor of the CoachJB Store uh, show. BetOnline.ag. Promo code is Believe, B-L-E-A-V. So head on over there. Um, lots to get into this weekend. Lots to get into. Um, contrary to belief, brought to you by Candidate CBD. You know that's the favorite part of the show for me. Uh, I got to start off by saying apologizing doesn't mean you are sorry, nor does it mean you have re- re- any any remorse. Apologizing to me is a word that relieves your conscience of wrongdoing. It don't mean nothing. You don't have no remorse. You don't really mean, you don't really, you're not really sorry. Apologizing doesn't mean you are sorry. And it doesn't mean you have remorse. It is a word that relieves your conscience of wrongdoing. Contrary to belief, apologizing is one of the three most cowardly acts in life. Contrary to your belief. Oh, I apologize, coach. I'm good. No, you're not. You are what you do, not what you say you do. Don't get it twisted. Apologizing is one of the three most cowardly acts in life. Number one is stealing. Number two is lying. Number three is apologizing. That is JB's most three cowardly acts right there. And uh, because within stealing, there's a lot of shit that's in there. Within lying, there's a lot of shit that's in there. A lot of cats are in there in that category. And then you apologize for it. <laughs> that old, that old, that old mean nothing to me you apologizing means diddly shit to me so i just want to throw that out there uh we're on the coach jb show live right here six to nine a.m pacific every single day uh joe accord man shout out to you brother you did not have to drop that money like that man big shout out to joe accord uh for dropping a 50 burger on us uh giving every everybody all things weather out there uh eddie many weather in the house coach ruble everybody's out there we're gonna get into the show um simpson andrews you sound like a dumbass apologizing means you that's who you are homie you're an apologizing fucking coward so you apologize for all your acts thinking that you can continue to do the same shit over and over because you can apologize and be rectified for it. Shut the hell up with that. That's You sound like an apologetic-ass soft cat to me. Apologizing is unbelievably a cowardless act. 
You a coward, homie? Simpson Andrews, you a coward? Tell me some things you've apologized for recently. Let's hear them. I want to hear your apologize. I want to hear your apologies. Tell me why you apologize. Let's let's give me your last three apologies real quick. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. I, I'm waiting, dog. I want to hear your apologies. I want to hear why you apologized. Hey, uh, TikTok, come on over, man. It's, the show's about to get real here in the morning, and I can't say a lot of things that I I, I want to say on on TikTok because they'll ban me. You know what I'm saying? So come on over to YouTube Live, man. Check us out. I'll pop back on on here in a minute. Um, Peace. I apologize to my child for yelling at them when I was mad. You're mad, homie. Why are you apologizing? Are you going to stop fucking apologizing? Are you going to stop yelling at your kids when they fuck up? You're going to stop yelling at your kids when they fuck up. So when you do it again and yell at your kids tomorrow... Are you going to turn around and apologize? So guess what? You're a fucking hypocrite. Because now you're giving your kids a fucking horrible fucking taste in life. Now they think they can be yelled at, and as long as you apologize, they're cool. They really didn't fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. I apologize at my kid for my kids being yelled at. That sounds like some soft-ass shit to me. That is what you apologize for. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. I apologize to you for you being in my fucking chat, having to hear real talk banter every day. (laughs) You gotta be shitting me. I apologize to my kids. To my kids. Get the fuck out of here. You sound like a fucking soft pussy. Get the fuck out of here. I love it too when you say, no offense, coach. But, uh, you're a bitch. (laughs) Ah, that's fun. No offense. You just offended me. Why you say it? There ain't no fucking difference in apologizing than offending someone, dog. You're apologizing for what? Because you already offended the motherfucker. So what are you apologizing for? That's who you are. Get the fuck out of here apologize you cats think apologizing is something that you can fucking get away with apologizing is who you are homie you already did the act you already fucked up what do you think of the word the word apologize what do you really think it means it don't mean diddly shit it don't mean diddly shit So you guys are missing the pro- you're missing the point here, cranial extractor. I don't apologize to my mom. You know why? Cuz I don't fucking I'm not rude to her. So what the fuck is your point? If if it's your mother and you're rude to her, you're just a fucking bitch, homie. <laughs> are you kidding me? You're rude to your mom. That tells me you're a fucking cowardly cunt bitch. You have no fucking boundaries. That's who you are. If you're going to be rude to your mama, how the fuck are you going to treat a woman walking down the street, homie? Man, you motherfuckers don't get it, homie. You guys all want to use excuses for your fucking apologies. You know, that's who you are, homie. Cranial. You're fucking a sorry bitch. 
You're not no fucking apologizer. Apologies don't mean shit. You were already rude and disrespectful to your own motherfucking mama, homie. Get the fuck out of here. So you apologize to your mama for being rude. What do you do to the average Joe walking down the street, motherfucker? Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. And nobody's perfect. I don't think anyone's perfect. But guess what? Real recognizes real. And I apologize now if I offended you motherfuckers. <laughs> That's how you apologize. I'm apologizing right fucking now if I offend all you fucks. But I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. I apologize right now. I don't apologize tomorrow for offending your motherfucking asses. I apologize right fucking now for offending your motherfucking sorry asses. Get the fuck out of here. This motherfucker apologized to his mama for being rude. <laughs> Holy shit, homie. That just shows how fucking ignorant we are in America. How soft we are. How pussified we are. You motherfuckers apologizing to your mama. The motherfucker that gave you, that shot her, you out of her womb. You're apologizing to her? The fuck you apologizing for to your mama for, homie? You are that's who the fuck you are if you fucking disrespecting your mama. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck Sarah, homie. Simpson Andrews, fuck you. Eat a dick. I ain't apologizing to shit for no one, motherfucker. Eat a dick. You apologize, bitch boy. I don't apologize for shit, homie. Motherfucker, fuck you and your apologize. Motherfucker, miss me with your bullshit. Soft-ass, bitch-ass cats, homie. I can't stand you motherfuckers. You're probably some of the motherfuckers that tried to hack my fucking computer too, bitch. Fuck your, you and your apologizing. <clears throat> motherfucker. Shout out to Pat Perez, the four aces, for winning the biggest bag in professional golf history yesterday in Miami. <laughs> Shout out to that motherfucker. I talked to him yesterday. To say the least, he's pretty fucking excited. Um, I asked Pat, hey, Pat, do you apologize to the world for making $30 million yesterday because you left the PGA? Fuck no. <laughs> You think we're going to apologize, motherfucker? This motherfucker Simpson wants Pat Perez probably to apologize for leaving the fucking PGA Tour and making $30 million too, right? Is that what you want, you soft fucking bitch? Kyrie drama in Brooklyn. This motherfucker in here probably wants Kyrie to apologize. Kyrie went out and said, I don't... I'm not reneging on anything I said. He posted some shit. Apparently, he's in hot water with Al about an Alex Jones post from years ago. But why is Kyrie Irving always into some shit? Why is Kyrie Irving always in some shit? Like, can you just fucking play basketball, homie? You, you got $200 million, and you always want to find an excuse on why to lose. Like, that's what losers do. You make excuses. Winners actually find a way, shut the fuck up and go out and ball. Losers find an excuse. They make excuses. Every single day, every single year, Kyrie has a new fucking excuse. 
Like, this shit is fucking unbelievable to me. Every single day, Kyrie has another fucking excuse as to why they won't win in, in, in Brooklyn. That is what he's doing to you guys. That is what he's doing. He's setting y'all up. So y'all think he's, he's this guy that wants to, I'll go to the Middle East and fight. I'll, I'll stand up and not take the shot. I'll do this and do that. Dog, it's fucking, it's called a fake-ass good boy. Don't believe that bullshit. You're the same cat as in here trying to apologize. Don't fucking stand, don't believe that bullshit. He's using an excuse because he don't have LeBron and he knows he'll never win another title. So he's got to be like, I got to come up with a fucking excuse as to why I'm going to lose this year now. So guess what? It's going to be posting Alex Jones post. <laughs> by the way, I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who the fuck Alex Jones is, by the way. But that is what apparently he's in hot water for. Man, this shit is crazy, dog. You guys believe anyone that says anything out their mouth. Man, I, shit, man, I'm sorry that I, I touched that little kid. I didn't mean to. But please give me some money for my church. You motherfuckers believe it. You actually believe that guy. Like, oh, come on, man. Miss me. You guys are unfucking believable with me. You guys will actually believe that cat and still put money in the fucking altar. At the altar. <laughs> you guys, unbelievable, man. Holy shit. Um, the Raiders are horrible. Derek Carr is bad. And I think Josh McDaniels is even worse. Um, that's just what it is. Um, I, that is what it is. The Raiders are a bad, bad franchise right now because the quarterback is not the guy that you all thought he was. I've been saying who he is. I know who he is. And I don't apologize. <laughs> uh, he is horrible. The, 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 the Raiders have zero, absolutely zero excuse to be shut out by a mediocre Saints ball club week seven of the season. Getting shut out by the Saints is is bad football. I'm just telling you right now, it's bad football. So uh, to be honest with you, I would be uh, pretty worried in 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 Oakland or in Oakland. Fuck that, they should go back to Oakland in Vegas. And uh, you guys have problems in Vegas, fellas. Michigan player gets jumped in the locker room by Michigan State players, but why? Uh, that is where we want to dig into. I don't know why uh, we haven't seen all the whys. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we have a video. We're not. I don't think we have video. But 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 Michigan State players are jumping a kid, uh, Michigan kid. Dog, there's always two parts and two sides of the story. Let's make sure we're no mistake about it. Um, there's always two sides of the part of the story. So. Um, Someone said thugs. Get the fuck out of here. They're fucking thugs. They're about as thugs out as my fucking church-going females running up the street right here. Get the fuck out of here. They're thugs. How about the head coach is overpaid who can't control his guys? Because I've never had that happen under my watch. Contrary to all you fucks believe that everyone thinks that, oh, JB's crazy. He ran a crazy program. Really? I've never had a fight. I never had a, I never had one of my teams in 20 years have a fight on the field or in a locker room like that with another team. Never in my life. Why is that? That's crazy. But guess what? I'm the asshole, apparently. 
So that's funny. Um, no, it didn't happen at Garden City, Bruce Helm. Shut the fuck up. You're another bitch-ass motherfucker who just wants to say dumb shit. Shut the fuck up. Show me where we fought him at, motherfucker. Because you saw a Netflix show that you saw me and the head coach going at it on the field? Did you see my team fight anyone? Shut the fuck up. You motherfucker. Show me the fight. Pull it up, motherfucker. I want to see it. Show me the fight, homie. See, you motherfuckers all want to talk that bullshit. You have no fucking idea. You act like you were there. Shut the fuck up. You didn't see no fight because there was no fight, you dumb fuck. Just because I went after the head coach don't mean my kids went after the head coach. And they sure didn't go after the players. They didn't fight nobody. We never had a fight, motherfucker. Stop comparing me to fucking East Mississippi. I ain't never had a team fight, motherfucker. So shut the fuck up, you cunt bitch. You're a fucking other cowardly bitch. I can't. Dog, you start to irk me. I, but I like you. I want to keep you in here because you fucking stir shit up because you're just another cowardly cunt fuck who comes in the show and wants to say dumb shit. Go back live on TikTok now. So me going live on TikTok will calm me down. What the fuck? How was I suspended on, on TikTok? <laughs> How am I suspended on TikTok, homie? I, I already shut it down earlier. This is unfucking believable. Bullying and harassing Bruce Helms. That is what TikTok suspended me for. Bullying and harassing Bruce Helms. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really say that, dog. It just says I was suspended. But that's what the fuck it should say. Fucking TikTok, homie. Um, you fuck Garden City. Shut the fuck up. No, I didn't, motherfucker. You fucking soft fuck. Shut up. Show me where. Show me the fight. I want to see it. Soft fucking. You motherfuckers just want to talk, dog. Zach Smith will join us in eight minutes. I haven't even gotten to the first part of this fucking show. We're in the pre-snap read portion of the show. Um... Right here, brought to you by CanadaDipCBD.com. <laughs> the Raiders are horrible. Derek Carr is bad. McDaniels is even worse. I don't know if the McDaniels makes it through the season at this rate. Um, there's no way that Davis signed up for this. Um, the NBA is in full swing. The Lakers got their first win of the, of the season. <laughs> Top it up. The Raiders got a victory. AD actually played well. And then at the end of the game, he had a tap and layup. And he oh, he goes lame on his back. But uh, he actually played well. And if he plays like that and it's consistent, the Lakers are a problem. I'm just going to tell you because if AD is consistent and healthy, he's one of the top 10 best players in NBA. But when he's not and he's inconsistent and soft, then he's worthless and you need to trade him. But see, that's the thing about it. That's why coaches have a very, very hard job. Do you trade him now while his value just went up last night? His value's up right now, dog. I would maybe be on the horn. Because can I depend on AD doing this consistently for the next how long? Through a, through a playoff run? Fuck no, I can't. So I would be on the horn today. I'd be on the horn today. Um... Seriously, I would be on the horn today and be like, dog, is anyone interested in AD and Westbrook in a package deal? 
Guarantee you, somebody will take that shit. Somebody will take that. So I'd be trying to trade those two right now, dog. Why? The, why? Why? Because it's all about what have you done for me lately? AD ball last night. AD ball last night, and now it is what have you done for me lately? And now I'd be on the horn today. Hey, dog, what's up? You guys want to? You guys want to trade something? What's going on? Let's trade. Let's trade him. I'd be trading his ass right now. But what do I know? Um, we'll see. World Series tied up. Game three tonight. Um, like I said, the Lakers uh, got their first victory over the Nuggets. Uh, 13 made threes. Believe that? Lakers made 13 threes. The Lakers made 13 threes last night. Huh. They won't make 13 threes rest of the season. They won't make 13 threes the rest of the season. And I guarantee you there's a team out there. There's a team out there that'll take AD and Westbrook. Guarantee you. There's somebody out there. It just depends on what team is willing to. I wish they could trade their asses back to New Orleans. Well, Westbrook and AD to New Orleans and get them like. I'd take like McCollum. I'd take like. Fucking, I would take McCollum and I'd bring back Ingram and I'd take another fucking uh, one of their other little guards they got. They're, they're got a depth, dog. I'd take them cats back. I'd get some shooting, McCollum, and, and Ingram is another fucking slasher that can, him and LeBron can actually play together. I would do that. That's what I would do. And they, hey, New Orleans may need some size with Zion always being down. Who knows? Now you have two hurt players every day. <laughs> New Orleans ain't touching that. Um, Louisville loses to Lenore Ryan in exhibition opener in Kenny Payne's debut. Um, oh, that's big. Lenore Ryan. D2. Uh, number 11, Tennessee drums. Number two, Gonzaga. 99-80 in a scrimmage over the weekend. Um, these preseason games, do they go against their schedule, their, their record? I don't know. College basketball, has it started officially? Is it really started yet? Um, man, Ryan Cornelson, that's my boy, dog. How's, how's my man doing, man? Is he still coaching? I know last time I talked to him, um, he was at Hutch High School. I think he left after a while. I, I was recruiting him, and then he left. I think he went back to KC area or something. Um, hope he's doing well. He's a good dude. Fort Hayes Tiger right there. Um, Malik Willis got the start. Colt, uh, Sam Ellinger got the start. Um, what do you guys think about those two? I thought they looked absolutely horrible, just like I said they would, but it is what it is. Malik Willis isn't ready yet. Um, you have a team that you know has starting a rookie quarterback. And you know they're going to feed the rock to Derrick Henry. And he had 220 yards rushing. To me, that tells me, dog, that you have no fucking clue what's happening in either the coaching offices, the scouting department, the coaches making the scouting reports. How do you not stop the run with a rookie starting quarterback? Like, I don't get it. 
You let this cat run for 220 with a rookie starting quarterback. How about this philosophy? How about we shut the run down? We're going to load the box, Malik Willis. You beat us with your arm. These cats are in too high. Like, I, I, I'm just dumbfounded by coaching nowadays. I don't understand it. Are we just, like, in a soft generation that we just are, are – we're okay? Hey, dog, we're just going to line up. And if you guys just beat our ass, go ahead. But we're not, we're not going to do nothing schematically to fuck with you. We're just going to line up and be play our base coverage. And we're going to stay our two safeties at 12 yards. Don't even worry about Derrick Henry. We're just going to try to stop him with our D-line. <laughs> like, dog, I, I can't – I can't – I don't understand. I don't understand the coaching, how overrated it is, how overrated coaching is. Like it is so overrated, overrated. And yet, if you don't do the things that are just the basic necessities on giving your guys the opportunity to succeed on Saturdays, Sundays, or Mondays, then you're failing your team. It's your job to come up with the damn scheme. It's your job to come with the scouting report. It's your job to come up with that. Come on, man. It blows my mind, dog. It blows my mind. Um, I don't get it. Tennessee and Ohio State tied for second in AP ratings, um, rankings. I'm going to talk to Zach about that when he jumps on. Um, then we're going to talk to him about the Michigan State-Michigan deal. I want to find out all about that. The Astros-Phillies come, uh, conclude tonight, game three. Um, and we'll see about that. And we're going to talk about the Quay Walker kid. He shoved the Bills coach and got ejected um, Sunday. So, but before further ado, let's bring in our main man on this Menace Monday. Menace of Sports' very own. Uh, make sure you follow the ticker on the bottom and uh, follow his show, Menace of Sports, on YouTube and all things Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. What up, dog? What up? You good? I'm good, man. What's going on? Man, same old shit, different toilet bowl. Man, I was going off on these trolls earlier. Uh, let me ask you this. What is your take on Michigan State and Michigan? Uh, there's always two sides of the story. I don't understand it. Um, we haven't seen the beginning or the end, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I I've never been around, Zach. I've coached for 20 years. I've never had a team do that. I've never had a team yeah. fight, for that matter, against another team. To me, it starts with the head coach. It starts with buy-in. We know we're not going to do this because Mel Tucker's going to get in our ass. And we we're, we fear this man to an extent of not fucking up. I believe that is long gone. I, I don't know, other than Nick Saban, maybe. Maybe Day at Ohio State. I think they respect him enough to do that type of shit. Uh, I don't know any, maybe Lane Kiffin, Sark. I think they'll have the, the temperature of the room where they won't get tested that way by their squad. Jimbo Fisher, it's happening every day to him. Uh, Mel Tucker, it seemed like it happened yesterday to him, Saturday. Uh, we've seen the videos and everything. I don't get it, man. I don't understand, but I'm not solely sold on Michigan State, like, coming out of the woodworks to go find this dude and jump him. I'm pretty sure something happened. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't seem like something that would happen completely unprovoked, right? Like, the kid's just jogging down the tunnel, and they just grab him and beat the fuck out of him. Like, <laughs> like I mean, there had to be some out. words. There had to be an exchange. And I mean, listen, it's 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 a complete bitch move to jump a kid 10 on one, 20 on one shit, fucking 55 on one. Um, but at the same time, there, there's 
they have that dumbass tunnel that everybody uses. I've been there three times in a game, and it's it's fucking stupid. They need two tunnels. Everyone knows that. I've been saying that since my first game there. I was like, this can't be real. We share a tunnel, like especially in a rivalry game, Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, there's that's heated, like Michigan, Michigan State is. And that kid knows they have a protocol, right? Michigan State goes, and then they go. And he his ass is like, fuck the protocol. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go jump in shark infested waters. So yeah. it's. It reminds me of that meme, like fuck around and find out. He fucked around, and guess what? He found out. <laughs> now there was another. They said they got another cat too, right? Oh yeah, and that that one was not. They both were pretty bad, but I mean, hitting a dude in the face with a helmet. Come the fuck on, man! Like yeah, that's some bitch shit. I mean, that's some bitch shit. If you're like, surrounded by your whole team too, like it's yeah. only one dude, you got to hit him with a helmet. Like that's some come bitch on. shit. But that's what we live in, dog. To no, me, it that's is. living. It we is. see that every day in the streets too. Right now, we're no, seeing these cats doing this shit in the streets. And that is who these kids are. I mean, in yeah. essence, that's who they are. So I, I don't know, man. That's pretty uh, pretty crazy to me. Uh, Tennessee, Ohio State's tied for second in the AP. I don't know how you're tied for shit in this new day and age. I don't know how you can tie. But uh, what, what's your thought on Ohio State-Penn uh, State game? I, man, I don't get to watch college no more because I'm doing so much shit on Teddy. What? How, how was that game? I guess it was close in the fourth, and then Ohio State pulled away. But was it? Yeah, it was. I mean, Ohio State played like shit for the most part. I mean, they had the one kid, JT Tui Moloau, who was a yeah. five-star all-everything DN. I think he was number one DN in the country. He's a sophomore now, and he just took the fucking game over. I mean, the kid had he, – he's a defensive end, mind you. He had two interceptions and caused a third, tipped it to the other defensive end. And the one was a pick six. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, he pass rushed, single-handedly threw the tackle on the ground in his pass set, jumped up, and I mean, he's five feet away from the quarterback and just caught the fucking ball when a kid's really? throwing the ball 15 yards downfield. And ran it in for a touchdown. Is and that, that kind of sealed the game? Kid? Is that the Cali kid? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he, he's a he's a monster. Wow. Um, hey, I didn't know. I, I saw his name. I'm like, well, he's got to be from Cali or Utah, uh, Hawaii. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where he's from. I'll look it up right now. But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, my boy Josh Fele at. I'm sure I haven't seen him in a while. Um, he's from Washington. Okay, yeah. So you're you're Seattle. You got Seattle Usos. You got Cali. You got Hawaii, and you got Utah. Like, uh, yeah, that's where they are. So like. But they're all from Carson, California. <laughs> uh, man, uh, so Michigan, Michigan State's a heated rivalry. They share a locker. They, they won't, um, you know, they have all that. They have those issues. Um, four guys suspended today. Um, what do you think about that? How do you just take four out of that thing and say, all right, you, 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 you. How, who do we know and how do we know Mel Tucker is not slicking one over as, as all coaches have done, how we have done? Oh, you know what? We don't know who it is, so guess what? You that don't play, you that's shitty, right. you that don't play, how do we know who got picked up? Oh, like, it happened. It happened to us when we went to the big house. I mean, we had famously a, a brawl after a kickoff return. One of my players, Dontre Wilson, was the kick returner. And he got, he, he was, he, he, he had a little bit of, uh, I, I don't want to say bitch, but he, he just, he had that shit to him where like, if he felt disrespected, he'd fight somebody and he's a little guy and he got tackled too hard, I guess. And they didn't get up fast enough. And so he pushed him, they pushed him, he threw a punch and all of a sudden a brawl broke out. And I had Michael Thomas was red shirting. So he wouldn't even play. And he, he runs on the field and starts throwing, throwing bows and Braxton Miller takes the field. <laughs> and, and I mean, Braxton got the most punches out of everybody. And damn sure enough, Marcus Hall, our guard, suspended. Michael Thomas wasn't even – he was redshirted. He got suspended. Dontre got suspended. Braxton, oh, we, did, we didn't know he went out there. <laughs> we, didn't know he, we didn't know he went on the field. Damn. So – and then, and you guys got to suspend certain guys? Yeah, I and mean, we – I don't know if we had to, but our starting right guard. Braxton. 
Yeah, we no, we weren't suspended. Braxton, <laughs> hell no. That's what I'm that. saying, dog. Like, like this Brian Case in the in the chats and the Michigan guy. He's like the their, their best player. Reed was in the middle of the whole thing, and he didn't get suspended. So, yeah, I, of course I not. I haven't seen the video like that, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's not hard to see who actually threw punches and, and was hitting with the helmet. I mean, you know, everyone was involved. So now you suspend a kid because he pushed him or grabbed him. No, but like the kid that punched him in the face, the kid that hit him with a helmet, like those two got to go. And those four, I guess there was four of them. They they identified on film. Yeah, it, hit a guy with the helmet. Though. That's why I never let my guys until they're in the locker room by themselves. Like, don't take your fucking helmets off because no. you never know what these guys. No. Like it's just, it's just a cowardly axe, man. That's cra- it's crazy now. Uh, let me ask you this, man. Let me take let me give you a take on this. Deion Sanders. Uh, Bo Jackson came out and, and did a video about Deion, and he said that the debate is whether we think or not Deion can coach with the big boys, Power Five, can he even in the NFL? Bo Jackson came out unequivocally and said yes, he can coach anywhere, NFL, Power Five, it don't matter. Um. And I, I want to say this with the utmost humility, Zach. Uh, Dion is like myself in many ways. This is why, what I mean, though. Uh, not, and we're totally different as well. But what I mean is I think he can still coach them hard because of the relationships that he's built. So he can still fuck around with the kids. I think he can keep mm-hmm. the team entertained. The team's comfortable. But also on my time, it's work time, and we don't have, you know, we don't have this anymore, in my opinion, in in the big overall big landscape of things. Jimbo Fisher surely don't have that. Uh, I think there's a lot of Division One coaches. You can you can you can probably say that about. Um, do you believe that is what this era needs? This generation needs a cat that can actually fuck with them, but also they know it's, it's work time, and we respect you enough to work for you. I yeah, think I mean, I think Dion's Dia- got a unique. A unique niche, right? Because he is demanding. I mean, he calls these kids out and he's, it's, it's like Mike Vrabel in the NFL. Like he's such a superstar that how are you going to question him? Like there's you, you come into college football and you're playing for Ryan day. Like who was Ryan day? Ryan day, some coach played at New Hampshire, like not a big star until he got the Ohio state head coaching job. Like if you come out of high school and you have the wrong mindset, you're a five-star all everything. You're looking at like, I'm a fucking, I'm a premier player. Who's this guy? Right. With Dion, it's like, bitch, premier player. You ain't shit compared to me. So shut the fuck up and listen to what I have to say. And he has that shtick about him. And so, you know, talking about can he be a power five coach and this, that. Fuck. Look at how, look at some of the awful shit we're watching. Can Jimbo Fisher be a power five coach? Because he sucks. And he's making $100 million. So can Dion? Absolutely. Never mind the fact if he's any good or not. He's as good or better than some of these slap dicks, to use your word. Just because because of what you said, though, right? Just because... He has that niche that he could get the guys to buy in. He's who he is. Does that, does that, do you think that like, just at, do you believe there's average Joes out there who have the same it factor? I, I believe I do have that factor, but I'm not nowhere near him. It would be interesting to know if I went back to coaching with the following I now have, would it be kind of like that? I'm, I'm curious. I don't know, but do you think there's average Joes out there? Like you've coached with guys, you're probably like, dog, this motherfucker's a dude. He can coach. Yeah. People don't know who he you is. Know, it, there's it, other guys, right? Yeah. The, the moral story is, and I think this is what's lost in in coaching is if those kids believe you can make them better and that you're genuine and you're consistent, they don't give a fuck who you are, what your background is. They're like, damn, this dude's this dude's a real one. He's consistent. Like he cares. He spends time on shit to make me better, maybe in the classroom, on the field, whatever it is. And then you're, you got to be competent. That's half, that's half the problem. 
is some of these coaches just don't know what the fuck they're doing. And the, no. the players see right through it. And then immediately you lost all trust. So no anybody uh, can do it. Dion just, you know, it, it all comes down to competency. Like Dion Sanders, the minute you sit down with him, you immediately, no matter who you are, you think he has the highest competency. Whether yes. he does or doesn't, he comes in with that pedigree. That's yeah, like Mike Vrabel. They make it, right? Yeah, Mike Vrabel walk in a room. I mean, I was in his interview when he interviewed with Urban to try to get retained as the D-line coach. And it was, it was awful. Like, he... He didn't. He couldn't explain how to teach pass rush. He could nothing. And I, I mean, to his credit, he studied his ass off, worked his ass off, and ended up being a great teacher. But he wasn't a great teacher. He was just a great player that could do it. And he became a great teacher. But it didn't matter. Mike Rabel walked in the D line room. The whole D line is like, holy shit! This dude has like a hundred fucking Super Bowl rings. Yeah. <laughs> Instant competency. No shit. Like at the time. At the time when 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 Jimmy Clausen was was uh being out, I was out here fucking coaching him up when he was a young kid. We we played him all in high school and everything, and his his whole family from out here. And he's going through the recruiting process, and Charlie Weiss gets Tom Brady on the horn, calls yeah. him up. That's yeah. how he got him, right? He got we yeah. we let's be honest. That's how he got Jimmy to go to Notre Dame. Yeah. But at that time, Charlie Weiss was the biggest thing going because he was just winning Super Bowls with Tom Brady oh. every single day. Well, he made Tom Brady. That's what people really thought. They thought yes. Charlie Weiss made Tom Brady. And come to yes. find out, Tom Brady made Charlie Weiss. <laughs> yes. And you're finding out real quick, too, that Hackett was made by Aaron Rodgers and McDaniels was also made by Tom Brady because right now they look fucking horrendous as head coaches in the NFL, uh, starting with fucking Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. They go... They don't score a point yesterday versus a, a, a average team in the AFC in the NFC South Saints. And they absolutely Derek Carr is just a uh you got Devontae Adams, bro. He had one catch. One catch. And you and and you what do crazy? I know when I'm sitting there saying Devontae Adams would have the worst fucking season of his career. But oh. uh, what do and, I know? Um, and you look you look at that because I you know I have a handicapping team and they they put out prop bets and that was one of them. Devontae Adams over receiving yards, which obviously was an epic failure. But you look at the Saints. The Saints get have the last four weeks have given up monster numbers yes. to their opponents' wide receiver one. Like they just because Marshawn Lattimore's out, they they just can't cover that great receiver. So you're looking at it like Devontae Adams is going to feast, and this shitbag operation got him one catch. And not only that, you run Josh Mc, uh, Josh fucking uh, Jacobs nine times. This guy's been carrying the ball twenty one times. He's been he's been killing the league, and now you rush him nine times. Oh, I'm just like, dude. And I had Josh McDaniels on my fucking DraftKings, of course, and he <laughs> me. So I'm just like, dude. Let me ask you this: Do you agree with me? Because I'm always saying coaching's overrated, and. Uh, you know, I think players win games, coaches lose them. I think you agree to that. I know you do. You also think coach. I, I mean, I, of course, you got to be competent. Of course, we got to get the kids to to buy in, uh, put the kids in the right position is what the number one job is of our of ours. I believe. I believe getting the relationship built. I believe putting them in a spot, meaning that we're breaking down this stuff. We got a scouting report for them. We're gonna put them in the right position. Um, I am so dumbfounded by. Even NFL coaches, who everyone looks at in the coaching profession as the gods, they're the they're the they're the lore of football. Like these guys know everything, and I'm sitting there like, as me and you've gotten older and saw it and been around it, we're like, these guys are fucking horrible too. And I'm like, the Tennessee Titans, Zach, start rookie Malik Willis, 
and you don't load the box, you stay in too high, cover two, 12, deep, 12 yards deep safeties, no rotation, no fit in the box to stop Derrick Henry. And I would have been in bare front like a motherfucker and saying, throw the ball, motherfucker, beat me. Oh. This run for 220. There's no doubt. It's, you know, I think the NFL is like any other level of fo- football. I mean, I've met high school coaches, JUCO coaches, college, you know, Division One coaches, NFL coaches. I met some where I'm like, fuck, this dude is the real deal. There's an offensive coordinator down here at St. X High School in Cincinnati. His name's Andrew Coverdale, I think. He's one of the smartest fucking football minds I've ever met. And he's a high school offensive coordinator. And then I met I met dozens of NFL coaches. I'm like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, they'll come in and we'll meet and talk about a receiver. And they'll be asking about the scheme. And I'll explain it to them. And they'll be like, wait a minute, what? And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, you dude. coach in the National Football League. And you can't follow this elementary school conversation? It's it's oh. There's bad coaches at every level and great coaches at every level. Because there's NFL coaches that are legit. But then there's some that are just awful. And I think it's all about the penis you were shot out of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, bro. Like, the penis you were shot out of is where you end up. I guess, ask fucking LaFleur, ask fucking McVay, ask Shanahan. How'd you get here? My daddy's dick. (laughs) How about about ask the Belichicks? Because you have two coaches that are fucking crack babies on the sideline running the show. There's no way you can tell me they're the best fucking secondary coach in America. Like, no. get the fuck out of here. Uh, no. Detroit Lions have a fucking problem. They're, they're a bad football team. Uh, we all saw them on uh, Hard Knocks. Everybody fell in love with them. And I told everyone four weeks ago that that MDC needs to fire Aaron Glenn. I love Aaron Glenn and all that shit, but, dude, their defense is atrocious. Um, they start off like barn burners yesterday, and then Miami comes back and beats them. Uh, does Detroit, since you're in that area uh, – do they get through the season or are they going to be done? I mean, I feel like it's a broken record. It's every fucking year. Every it's year you're like, damn. Either, right? Right. Like the Lions suck. Oh, fire the coach. It's like, okay, who's who's the next sacrificial lamb coming to Detroit? It's just, it's it's an organization issue. Is Patricia, what it is. I, mean, fuck, I mean, it's the same shit, dog. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, I mean, I, you know, I know who I, I see the personnel they draft, right? Aiden Hutchinson was a really good player. Shit, they got Jeff Okuda. He's a lockdown corner, and he's he's finally played like it this year because he's healthy. I mean, they, it's not that they don't have personnel. It's just they just are awful. <laughs> the culture sucks. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, so so Ohio State got through the first test of the year. Um, Penn State led at half. Ohio State put up a 28-point fourth quarter. Uh, Stroud was 26-33, 355, and one touchdown. Pretty good stats numbers-wise. Did, did, he, did he play well? Oh, you know, stats can be missed. Yeah, you know what? He 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 did some things that I've been waiting for two years to see him do. I mean, he took off and scrambled. He showed some passion. He made he made a couple throws to seal that game that were just fucking nuts. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a, a fucking Hall of Famer. He, he the only thing the only question mark I had on him and not because he couldn't do it or didn't do it just because he hadn't played anybody yet was could he get open and press man against an NFL player he went up against Joey Porter Jr. and cooked his ass all fucking game I mean cooked him and uh-huh. it went off and now the rest of the receivers were kind of no shows this this great receiver group that was supposed to be the best in the country but he was an absolute animal um, Ohio State struggled in the run game the play calling wasn't great Ryan's getting a lot of heat right now just Penn State's a very aggressive vertical like like disruption front and and Ohio State's trying to run stretch and it's like this is the worst fucking play you could ever run against a, a team that's just going to get off and go vertical right you want to you got to come downhill run some gap schemes some shit like that 
So he's going to get and, – and honestly, he's getting a lot of heat because CJ's throughout through the ball behind the line of scrimmage, right? It, whether it was a bubble screen, a little smoke screen, six times for minus three yards because the wideouts can't fucking block. They can't block the perimeter. They can't block for bubbles or any of that shit. Wideouts and the tight end, Cade Stover. So, it, I mean, the defense is honestly second second week in a, in a row that the offense played like they, they could lose the game and the defense just played out of their mind and made plays to give the offense the ball on the plus side of the field. That's That was the moral of the last two weeks, Iowa and Penn State. Hey, let me ask you, after the season, because they won't let him come on during the season, but I actually talked to him all the time. I guess he's a, I didn't know he was a fan. We ended up we started talking. I talked to him yesterday again. I told him, I said, man, would you come on me and my boy Zach on my show? And he's like, yeah, after the season, I'm down. So we have to bring him on the show, dog. <laughs> Try to get him yeah. on yours or mine. Have you, talk, have you had him on yours or any of those guys? No, I, I wait until they're done. They won't let him on, huh? You know how that I is. Mean, I mean, like, you know, I've had coaches on from Ohio State. I've had a couple of former players. I just don't like fucking with them when they're 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 still there because I know what Ohio State told my players when I got fired. And it's just like there's this this disdain for me, this aura like like you know, don't don't associate with that guy until they're done playing and they're like, fuck you. Like, why? I know. And I, even even my my players, like my guys that I brought in and coached for four years, it was like we text now and then, and then when they were finally done, it's like, oh, now now we can talk. Like, now it's a whole fuck? yeah. Now it's a whole open thing. I'm like, yeah. Now it's like fuck Ohio State. They, what what do they have, have power over me for? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, I guess he had what ten carry, ten catches, one eighty five or something. Marvin yeah. did. I'm talking cooked. That's too. crazy. Um, cooked. The other kid, Clifford, who we don't think's very. I don't think he's very good. I was watching him. He just doesn't no, he... have big time arm talent. I just saw. I was like, fuck. He was thirty two of forty seven, three seventy, and three touchdowns, but he throws three picks. Yeah, and the three—I mean, one of the three was his fault. The other ones, like I said, JT, uh, the the defensive end just snatched the ball out of the air, like right four feet in front of him. The other one was a tip pass. So I actually thought—I mean, I've I've been so critical of this kid. He's in his sixth year. He's like eighty-five years old. Like fucking been—he was—I've mentioned it. He, I think he's the only player in college football that I coached against. But you, you know, he, <laughs> he actually played really well. I mean, considering watching his body of work this season, he 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 definitely leveled up in, for this game, and he's he's a main part of the reason him and the Parker Washington kid that just cooked Ohio State's nickel all game long. Um, they were the, they were the whole reason they were in it, and without those, you know, I don't want to call them fluke plays because they were great plays, but you don't expect a defensive end to pick a ball off, you know, four feet from the quarterback and and run it back for a touchdown. <laughs> it just it's not something you normally see. I, if I happened to me, I just go over there and be like, hey, dog, good shit. <laughs> That's what uh, I mean. Like you, and you look on his face. He's like, "What? Like, what was that?" And you're like, "You can't even be mad at him." You're like, "That wasn't a bad throw." Like, I don't know what that. You could be mad at the tackle for getting bullied, I guess. Oh shit! Uh, so Michigan won twenty nine to seven. That game wasn't even. That game was close uh, late as well. Uh, you know, as as everyone probably thought it would be a, a you know rivalry game. Um, Corum had another thirty three for one seventy seven. Is he gotta be? Is he a top three Heisman candidate right now? Uh, if, if they beat Ohio State and he puts on a show like that, he will be. Um, he, he's 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 impressive more and more every week. I mean, uh, they went into the season, and even Michigan fans are saying like, "Yeah, he's great," but we got this this sophomore that's going to be the next whoever. And this this kid's just he's consistent. He he's a tough runner. He's explosive. I don't think he's not a home run threat. He's not a guy that's going to take it eight seventy, but he's a guy that'll get fifteen. And that's all you need out of a running back. I don't know that he's going to be an NFL superstar, but he, he's a tough player. That game's gonna that 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 game's looking like it's gonna be an epic battle, huh? It's gonna be crazy. 
It's it's going to be. Where's it at? It's in Columbus. Oh shit! It's just it's 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 going to be. You know, I I I said it from the after Ohio State Notre Dame week one. I was like, listen, both these teams after watching Michigan, watching Ohio State, they're not going to lose a game. They're going to come into that game undefeated. And there's no one really going to test them. I mean, you got teams like Iowa or Penn State where it's like you could you could struggle a little bit, but you're still going to win by double digits, right? It's not you're not going to lose that game either of those teams. And now down the home stretch, we're about to enter November. There's not a team on their schedule that can beat them other than each other. So they're going to go see, in undefeated. Do you see them going to the Pac-12 model eventually when when oh, yeah. it starts to become so bad that they're going to just play each other again? I mean, they're going to well once they bring in USC and UCLA, they're going to have to. Because, I mean, I guess they don't have to. Because right now the problem is the East is loaded. I mean, Penn State's the third, but the top three teams in the Big Ten are in the East, right? Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. And the West is absolutely awful. Now, I guess if you put USC and UCLA in the West, you could you could, you could could convince me that there'd be some some parity across the divisions. But it's still, they've had the same struggle. They When they had the legends and leaders, whoever's fucking idea to name those divisions that, that was a fucking joke. <laughs> Yeah, that's when I was coaching. They tried to do it like Michigan, Ohio State, and opposite sides. Then they still played, and it was like it was just awkward. Because I'm just saying, like, so Illinois is going to represent the West. They're going to play one of these two teams after they have this epic battle against each other, and it's like they're going to blow them out by 50, and then you're going to be like, why didn't they just play the same again? Because those are the two best teams in the fucking league. Yeah, but it's it's a lot like. The play, yeah. when we when we, when we made, uh, made the playoffs in 2014, we played Alabama first round, and everybody knew that was the two best teams in the country. So we beat Alabama, and it's like, all right, we really won the national championship that day. Like we had to go just make sure we didn't fuck it up against Oregon and Marcus Mariota, but that was they were never going to win that game, no chance. And so it's kind of like that. Like once Ohio State and Michigan play, whoever wins, it's like, all right, well that's the Big Ten champ. They now they got to just kind of go prove it. But that is the Big Ten championship game on, on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Everybody knows it. No doubt. Um, Lane Kiffin gets back on the winning track. They, he was one of the few teams that didn't allow the team before to beat them twice in a row. Syracuse yeah. was another victim of that, losing to uh, Clemson twice. They got okay. drugged by a fucking Notre Dame. Uh, now does Syracuse just become what we used, what me and you said before the season? Are they just going to fall down? Because now they got to yeah. play a few other good teams still. Um, the dark kid was 13 to 21, 40. They. They ran. He also carried it for 100 yards. Uh, Ole Miss, if they win out, um, are they a team that they'll? You think they'll let in? In the play in the in the playoff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to, right? That would mean they beat Alabama and then beat Tennessee or Georgia in the SEC championship game. I mean, that one loss to LSU on the road in Death Valley. I mean, it was <laughs> it, it wasn't a close loss, but I can you can see the narrative they'll spin, right? I know hostile environment yeah. um all that other shit now lsu's got to lose a game that's the problem alabama has to beat lsu they have, they have to lose two games because if, if they lose to bama you could be in a three-way tie situation if ole miss beats bama and all that other bullshit so what do you I, I, don't, think, I don't uh, what do you rank brian kelly what do you rank his job this year is he over excelled or or underperformed oh i think i think he's done an outstanding job he's he's done what you and i talked about i mean he's i've always said he's a good football coach and he would probably have success early at LSU because he's a really good football coach. He's just fucking goofy. Like, you can't tell me four years from now he's going to be able to recruit well enough and sustain a culture with the Southern kids like he did at Notre Dame. It's a totally different dynamic. I don't think he fits, but he's done an outstanding job. I mean, he's got two losses. The, the loss to Florida State, 
week one is is troublesome, but you know, it's a rebuild. First game, new culture, new coaching staff, loses by one to a somewhat improved Florida State team. And then Tennessee comes to town and Tennessee looks like the real deal. So beats Ole Miss. I mean, uh, Ole Miss is the only team he's really played, though. Florida's not very good. Auburn's not very good. He lost to the other two teams that you consider decent. And he's got to go to Alabama. He's got to play Alabama this weekend at home, mind you. Alabama's got to got to go to Death Valley at night. Ooh, uh, it doesn't get easier over there. Uh, no. Crazy. Uh, Tennessee, Drubs, uh, Kentucky. Um Will Levis, Kentucky, they look like they struggle. His, his first game back in a while, it looks like you could tell it was that uh, Tennessee looks good on defense. I think people don't really – I don't – I've only I've seen him play twice, and I, I'm sitting there watching him like, we're talking about this tempo, hypo offense with Hinton Hooker and these wideouts, but the defense, I think, matches up versus anyone, and I don't know if anyone's yeah. really talking about their defense is pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, people people get jaded by the fact that Bryce Young put up 49 on the defense, and they don't realize two things. One, Bryce Young's really fucking good. <laughs> That's the first thing. Like, There's only one team with a Bryce Young, right? And Will Levis, I've said it since the offseason, he's the most fraudulent first-round pick quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, he threw for 98 yards in this game. Bryce Young threw for like 400 against Tennessee. But the other side, part of it is... They got they got some starters back. They had the one safety who got arrested on some bullshit. He took a boot off his car and they yeah. and they like cited him and he was been suspended. And then of course they're undefeated and Knoxville police is like, okay, uh, he did it. He did an hour of community service. He's he's reinstated and he comes back for this game. So they got some starters back. They're more healthy now than they were when they played Bama. And I mean they're I'm 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 buying the hype, man. I I believe it. The shit they're doing on offense is legit. That Jalen Hyatt kid's a 10 400 meter, and he can fucking run. And they are they are scheming up ways to get him wide ass open. They got Georgia, huh? Georgia, big one at Georgia too. Oh shit! Uh, if they win this game, are they the favorite to win the Natty? Absolutely, absolutely, they should be. They're they're the best team I've seen on film this year. I mean, they really? are. I, I think in the end, Ohio State and Alabama could be better teams than them. But to date, they're the best team I've seen on film. Wow. Um, interesting. I need to watch some college film. I got the A&M South Carolina game. Um, I actually have it now in my system. So I'm getting games every week now. And I got all these big time games. Well, I, remind me after this, I'm going to send you Tennessee's offense against Alabama because you're going to sit there and go, holy fuck, the shit they did with bunches and tandem splits and confusing the shit out of the secondary and dudes just run wide ass open. Like this Josh Heupel and Alex Golish scheme the fuck out of Nick Saban. And I mean, they outcoached the shit out of them because it wasn't like they were cooking Alabama's DBs. I mean, on a, on a play or two, they did, but if you just watch, look at the box score, you're like, damn, Alabama's secondary got beat. You're like, no, Nick Saban Wait, got beat. You didn't say goalish from that was at Iowa State. Yes, that's who it is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to – I don't – don't say nothing nice. I don't say nothing at all. Uh, <laughs> 8-0 for the first time since fucking World War II, by the way. Uh, they got They got Georgia – uh, you got Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State is tied with Tennessee at number two. You got Michigan, Clemson, and Alabama. Uh, where do you see the committee rankings coming out? I think they come out tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Since I won't get to see, talk to you till next week, where do you see this committee ranking these teams, and where would you rank them? Um, I I would probably flip Tennessee and Georgia. I would put Tennessee one, Georgia two. I mean, Tennessee beat Alabama. 
they beat a, a solid Kentucky team, and they their, their biggest issue, like if you really evaluate them, right, their biggest issue coming out of the Alabama game, you say, all right, that's their pass defense, right? They gave up a million yards, 49 points. Like that's their one kind of Achilles heel. Well, they go against the supposed NFL quarterback, passing attack, hold them to 98 yards, like lights out. They dominated the shit out of Kentucky. And so I think Tennessee deserves to be one. And, you know, the good news is we're going to have a – we're going to have a true number one next week because whoever wins that game is going to be one, no matter what how they rank it. So I would go Tennessee one, Georgia two, Ohio State three, and probably Michigan four. Um, and you know that those those four teams play each other, so two of those are going to drop. Clemson, I honestly think Clemson might lose at Notre Dame this weekend, and that'll kind of end their Cinderella story. Um, and I know Notre Dame's not very good, but Clemson's not either. I broke down, I broke down their film. I had a call in show last night. And I got I a couple Clemson fans. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple Clemson fans that like are subscribers and all that. And my man called in one of them and he said, I just want to call in and say, I fucking hate you, bro. I was like, oh, okay. He was like, I started feeling good about Clemson. Like we started feeling better. You broke down that offensive film on Patreon and I'm just sick. I know we're going to lose. I hate you, bro. <laughs> hey, so how do you, what do you do with film wise? What do you use? So I, I just break it down on, on OBS studio. I don't have a telestrator yet. I'm working on that, but I, I got the coach's film and I just sit there and break it down and talk about it. I'll send you a link. I'm going to, I'm going to send you the Tennessee Alabama link. Yeah, I got to, uh, I'm still trying to get you a seat for DV sport, but, um, they're going to sponsor this new show. I'm doing with, uh, Sean Salisbury Tuesday, Thursdays. We're going to call it last chance Q. We're going to break down. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. We're going to do NFL stuff, but, yeah, uh, I love him. He's awesome. Yeah. He's a good dude. Uh, so I can't wait because we'll break down all in and all things NFL quarterbacks and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't watch enough college no more. I wouldn't even want to dabble into that. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a whole other world. You know how it is. It's a world of its own. Like you, yeah. you don't want to. I don't want to fuck with any of it. Really, I can't stand yeah. it. It's fucking soft watching football right now. I'm like, dude, yeah. I don't want to watch nothing. High school well, city. Um, the problem with college is is just the turn. The turnover, it's so much harder to stay on top of it. The NFL, you know who everyone has. You see the draft, and they add, what, three, four players. But it's the same rosters year in, year out. College is like one year you wake up, Mel Tucker got 20 guys out of the portal. You're like, who the fuck are these people? Like, I've never heard of these people. <laughs> uh, so what? what's going to happen with Jimbo? They lose to Ole Miss. Uh, I'm telling you. So, so you he tell said, me what you think. Says, don't recruit. Or what did he say to my, my my recruit? Should be happy that they can come in here and start right away and and have an opportunity and and, and losing's a good thing because they can come and turn it around. I was like, what? Like if your current players heard that, I would be like, what? Fuck you, Jimbo. But there's no doubt. I I, he's on a four game skid. He's one and four in the SEC right now. And here's been my point, and I made it. I, I think he's getting fired. I think they're paying him the buyout, and he's getting fired unless they can find a way to create some some shit storm and fire him for cause. You already see it, right? Kids were smoking a weed pen in the locker room before the game. Like, I, in my opinion, boosters mailed the motherfuckers those weed pens. Like, they're trying to make this shit happen so they can save ninety million. But no, here's the problem, right? People are like, "Oh, they'll never pay that. It's too high." It's like, all right, well, it goes from eighty six million to. 77 million next year so like what that nine million dollar difference or are they just literally going to let the program disintegrate for seven years because of a contract they won't and it's so it's not will they pay 85 million it's do they really want another year of this to save nine million dollars that's the question and the answer is no they're not they're like fuck that nine million just let's just either find a way to fire him for cause or raise the shit out of that money and pay this man because he's awful let me ask you this um 
do the are the boosters in a fuck spot because they've already gave this 30 mil out like what there's no guarantee that those kids are still coming now either way right Oh, they, they, they'll they all jump in the portal. As soon as they reopen the portal, the NCAA is f- fucking ridiculous. They have this open portal. Everyone can jump in. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, for no reason, they're like, hey, uh, we're, we're freezing it for right now. Just we'll let you know. Like, what the fuck? Don't you need legislation for that? What do you mean you're freezing it? <laughs> Duh. So what do you mean? They can't leave now? No, they. Well, I mean, I, there's no way to stop them, I don't think. But they they came out basically were like, hey, just we're not doing the portal for right now. Like we'll, we'll let you, and it's right. like, what do you mean you're not doing the portal right now? What does that mean? There's a like, rule. We're not doing the sale right now. Twenty percent off, dog. It's not happening today. Right. <laughs> It'd be like showing up one game, like, hey guys, just today we're not doing interceptions. Like if the other team catches it, just give it back to them. We're just for today. We'll 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 explain later. You'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? And there's like, seventy two hundred kids in the bitch. Yeah, frozen. They're all frozen in fucking space. So like so. My thing is th- this new crew coming in for next year, right? That's the thirty million that was spent, right? They, no, the the thirty million that was spent is the kids that are that showed up this summer, so they're there. So the kids are there right now, whether they're playing or not. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the thirty million dollars are there, and then they got a class coming in that's still another high high draft or class recruiting class. And I'm just sitting there like, dog, there's no fucking way the boosters are gonna like. We can't go with another class through this guy. No, they're throwing, they're burning money. That's it's, it's just not. Even. I'm not a Herb Street guy. Uh, I know he's a Ohio State guy, and he's a homer to fucking to the T. But yeah. he uh, he basically came out and was like, "Jimbo's just archaic." Yeah. And even he even he saw it, and I'm just like, he's like, he just won't change. This isn't Jameis Winston era no more, and he's still running the same shit. And Bro, I'm gonna be honest. I saw his playbook that Malik brought to me when when he left Florida State, came to me to Indy, and I was yeah. looking through it. It is fucking archaic. Like oh. terminology wise, he's using NFL terminology. He wants to be real fucking verbal, and he wants to use these long fucking verbiage verbiages. But I'm like, at the same time, it's like the, the, the verbiage don't match the fucking play. It's 21 personnel, fucking play action, tight end pop pass. Like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Why are we making that this fucking long? Two well, curls on the outside, Zach, and a tight end curling up over the middle. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. This is fucking, this is like uh, flag football for a seven-year-old. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it, it just proves the point that that's always been true, right? You could have this ridiculously talented class number. It was the highest rated class ever in recruiting history. But if you don't have a quarterback, you're fucked. And that's really what they've been. They started a guy named Haynes King. And then you look at this past weekend. I know they lost, but that was mostly on the defense. They, the, the five-star, all-everything quarterback that came in in this class, the $30 million class, Connor Wigman, is he was the number one everything, right? He finally gets the start. He throws for 340 yards, four touchdowns. Like, he, he lit it up. And you're sitting here like, there's no way. I know he was a freshman. There's no way he wasn't better than fucking Haynes King to start the year. That kid was terrible. And it, it, so – whether, the, whether they didn't teach him the offense fast enough, they didn't develop him, or Jimbo didn't want to start a freshman and wanted to go with a, a veteran guy, they fucked that up royally. Hey, let me ask you this before you get out of here today. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, you know, Lane Kiffin's the guy that, that's the shit talker. He's got the swag. He, he walks around, talks shit to players. Uh, he was talking shit to the AM kid. Uh, all that shit goes on. Is Ole Miss sexy enough to keep him? Um, his name's going to be thrown around, right? 
his name will get thrown around, but I just don't, I don't know where you leave Ole Miss for, right? Unless you're trying to get out of the SEC to get away from Saban. I mean, he's doing a really good job. They're eight and one. I mean, they, they, they still have to slay the Nick Saban beast, but so does everybody, right? Like, like everybody in the West has to do that. Unless, you know, Alabama's probably going to go to Atlanta again this year. And it's like, all right, until someone can do that, what, what kind of expectation do you have? And, and so I, I just don't know where he goes from here, uh, from Ole Miss, unless it is. I, I, honestly, he's young. I think he's just going to keep building, keep building, and then eventually Nick Saban's going to die or retire. Like, one of the two has to happen. It's inevitable. Um, and when that happens, I think he looks to try to be that that new team in the West. So I don't I don't see him going anywhere. Um, and Oh, so you think he stays at Ole Miss, not, not that he goes to Alabama. Yeah, I think he stays at Ole Miss. I mean, because at that point – and who knows? They could throw money at him like crazy that, that Ole Miss doesn't have. Ole Miss doesn't have money like Texas A&M or Alabama. I mean, they're maybe a, a slightly behind Alabama. But at that point, you got to look at it, right? Like, do I want to go take over Nick Saban's program with the ridiculous expectations? You never want to be the guy that follows the, the legend, right? I mean, my grandfather did it. My grandfather was the head coach at Ohio State, and he got hired after Woody Hayes. And he had, he had a good... A, a good record, the good, but they eventually fired him because they're like, no, we want the we want Woody. And then they bring in John Cooper, who can't beat Michigan, and that motherfucker stayed forever. <laughs> forever. No, you shit. always want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows the legend, right? Yeah, you're right. Uh that's why I'm pretty sure the guy that I think is gonna replace Saban is gonna be Davo, as you know. You know, you know, he's got that, he wants to be the guy. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. I just think that weird he's gonna do. I think he'll be the guy because of his ties there, and that's why I think he's he kisses Saban's ass so bad. But um I, I I do agree with that. That's that's uh, it's interesting to say the least. UCLA uh, they they get through Stanford. SC struggles with fucking Arizona. By the right. way, how, how do you beat Arizona by eight? No, that's what I'm saying though. That's why I can't ever go with a Lincoln Riley led team and think they're gonna have a shot in the playoff ever. No, they're gonna get blown out in the playoff. Like that's who they they are. They have no. De- I don't understand how you just cannot figure it out on defense with a coach with a scheme with a staff like why you have the money you have the resources go get you a legitimate fucking dc that wants to play defense you leave them alone yeah and and let's figure it out like i i just don't get it i don't get it man i don't get it uh tonight's football game um i know you're not an nfl guy uh what do you mean this is the battle of ohio man cleveland Cincy. uh no chase though I know. That's a that's a big loss, right? Four weeks. Big, big loss. I mean, they're they're loaded at receiver outside. I mean, T. Higgins is great. Um Boyd. Kid, yeah, Tyler Boyd, the kid from Pitt. He he's a good player too. I, I I'm I've been a Browns fan my entire life. Like born and raised a Cleveland everything fan. And I I have five hundred riding on Cincy to win seven hundred from my weekend parlays. So It'll it'll be the most Browns thing in the world to lose me five hundred dollars and fuck around and win this game, but they they have no business winning this game. They're awful. Jacoby Brissett hasn't been any good. They're they're terrible. Uh, any 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 thoughts or or uh, I guess projection on any wideouts being traded? The deadline's tomorrow. Um, we're here on Halloween, by the way. I didn't even fucking know and think about it. Uh, <laughs> I just saw some fucker setting up a fucking thing outside my window. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Halloween. I'm going to shut the lights off, Turn, put a fucking sign up. Do not fucking come to my door. I'll let my footballs <laughs> out. Come on, JB. It's for the kids, man. I know, man. If I had kids, like little kids, I would do it. I know, Zach. I know your house is going to be full of fucking joy tonight. I wish I was in Ohio with you tonight. I could see all the kids' faces. 
You're going to see mine on video because I'm going to fucking stream it live and I'm going to be motherfucking little kids. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, you, know, you know the gift of having little kids, right? Is I We get to take them trick-or-treating. We get to have like my in-laws or someone come over and hand out candy, so I don't have to deal with that bullshit. We just get to go walk the neighborhood, have a couple drinks, and let the kids get some candy. Hey, I wish, I mean, I, see, that don't sound bad to me. That sounds no. like a good deal. Like, and I'm going to tell you what, this neighborhood I live in, like, I live in the modest part of the neighborhood, but right across the street is a, I mean, massive neighborhood. And, and they got adult trick-or-treat. So, like, the kids go up to the front door, the adults go to the garage, and they got shots, drink. What do you really? want? Oh, yeah, they do it big. Damn, that's yep. it's tight. That's nice. I'm going to have to dress up like fucking Michael Rappaport since he dressed up like me. Uh, <laughs> Do you see any wideouts leaving for tomorrow? I mean, trade deadlines tomorrow in the NFL. I know you're not too privy on this NFL shit. I'm not either, but uh, as far as that goes. But the trade deadlines tomorrow, I, I'm thinking uh, the, the impact tonight. The reason I'm saying this because I believe that Chubb and Hunt are on the block. For sure. And I believe I'm hearing Hunt to the Rams any day. Uh, tomorrow's the deadline, obviously. Do you think that uh, Peoples Jones or any of these wideouts that I'm hearing, he's on the block to the Packers possibility? I don't see him fitting the Packers. I don't think he's that guy the Packers need. Uh, the Packers are dead, by the way. Yeah, uh, what the fuck happened there? Dude, they're horrible. They played hard last night. I thought they played pretty well for – for. I picked them to upset. That was my upset pick of the week. I thought they were going to get it done. I thought they came – they fell down 14 nothing. I was like, fuck. <laughs> uh, they thought it hang in there, but they he has no outside threats. Like he nothing. has nothing. And it's I like just, they don't want to win. He had Devontae Adams last night. Like that game could have been won. Yeah. But it's like, like they don't want to win. Like, yeah, right? Like, what the fuck are they doing with this guy? Like, why would you not get him a wide out? Like, I don't you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. How do you fuck that up? Most most teams can't get the quarterback right. You got that right, and you just can't you just can't get anything else right. It's no, I don't understand. Minnesota has Top two or three wideout core in, in football. Them, the Bengals, uh, Bills, maybe. You know, I don't know who else is in there. It was Tampa. Dog, how do you have Minnesota, your rival, have these guys, but you, the quarterback, don't have no one to throw to? I don't understand. And I'm just sitting here waiting, like, okay, OBJ, uh, they're going to trade for him, this guy. They're going to trade for this guy. Nothing's happened. I don't understand it either, dog. I don't know, but uh, I don't know if you hear, or maybe even any former your players or anything. Is there anyone out there that can be traded to help either him or uh, fucking the Chiefs are still getting they're they're ta they're making moves at wide out. I'm like, right. why isn't Aaron Rodgers getting one? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, I don't know. You know, the Browns are obviously in a full sell mode right now, and they're going to build for Deshaun Watson, I guess, next year. And I, I don't think they'll they'll ever get rid of Nick Chubb unless he just lets his contract expire. He's just that guy that I don't. But but Kareem certainly they're looking to deal him. And you know there's 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 wideouts out there like Terry McLaurin is is an absolute beast in, in Washington and they won this weekend. But that, that's an organization, huh? Two in a row for Heineke. Yeah, and, and I mean they're not going to trade him. They love him. They I mean he's he's wide receiver one. But that's a guy that's on a shitty team that you wish would. Get, I wish for his sake he get traded to a winner. That'd be nice. And and you imagine Aaron, what Aaron Rodgers could do with him. It'd be nuts. Yeah, I, I know. I can see that. Uh, college football, real quick, since I don't get you, uh, Tennessee, Georgia. Um, who you got? Who man? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding the Tennessee train. I mean, I think. You know, my biggest concern is has been Tennessee's past past defense, and now they get the, you know they're they're healthy. They get the kid, the safety, starting safety back from suspension, and Georgia. I mean, if if you could stop their two tight ends, which I mean, no one has been able to. If you could stop their two tight ends offensively, they're they're 
they're pedestrian. And so I think Heupel's got to figure out a plan to do that. And if he can do that and even just like slow him down, I like the Tennessee passing attack. I like Hendon Hooker. I'm, I'm going to go Tennessee to pull off the up, upset. And you're in and, 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 uh, moving up to your area, Michigan State, Illinois. Illinois, I know, is on a roll seven and one. That could be a team that that that, that snake bites them, in my opinion. I don't know why. I think Michigan State now, that, that that's just a team Illinois would lose to, in my opinion, if they were to lose. Yeah, uh, just style of football, right? I mean, they throw the ball around. I mean, they. And and Illinois' defense is statistically is one of the best defenses in the country, but I we know they don't have the athletes in the back end to to cover people, um, at least elite people. Not that Michigan State is that elite, but that, I, I like Michigan State's receiving core. Peyton Thorne is he's not a great quarterback, but he's a launch it deep guy. You know he'll he'll take shots, and so I I could definitely see that happening. Uh, the slate's not really, it's pretty bare. Alabama, LSU, uh, like you said already, travel to LSU, um, night game in Death Valley. Um, who you rolling with this one? I mean, I, mm, I just, I can't, I can't bet against Bryce Young. I mean, I, Alabama secondary has been suspect, but they got that kid that transferred from LSU, Eli Ricks. He's now starting and he's been outstanding. They come both teams coming off a bye week. I, I, as much as I think Brian Kelly's a good coach, I can't see Saban losing off a of bye week, uh, especially yeah. having already dropped one. I'm with you on that. Uh, Clemson Notre Dame. That's the you one, think, man. I'm I'm think, I'm calling that shot, and and I know Notre Dame struggled early, but they they've got better and better and better, and I think Clemson's fraudulent. They they have to go to South Bend. Granted, it's going to be like low 60s and cloudy, not no weather, so it's not like they're going into some frozen tundra, but it's just different, man. I'm South Carolina boys. It's going to be a little chilly, probably be a little breeze. Um, I, I like Notre Dame at home to pull off the upset. Calling for 50 degrees. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little different than 78 and sunny on the beach. <laughs> um, NC State, Wake Forest, last game on the slate that's interested. So number 20 versus 21. Uh, the game don't really have huge implication. I guess if, if North Carolina don't fuck it up and can beat Clemson, uh, North Carolina – Shit, can be one lost team and win that ACC. That's going to be big. But Wake Forest, NC State is a big game for them. Wake favored by three and a half. Do you see Hartman getting it done? Yeah, I think I think he's the better quarterback. I mean, NC State had 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 high aspirations this year, and I think they are a decent football team. But but I, you know, it's it's watching two fat people fuck. It's like who I don't know, like one of them. Like I'll go Wake, but this is not good football. The ACC sucks. It's like watching two old people fuck, I say. Holy <laughs> Same thing. Uh, man, it's always a pleasure, dog. Hey, make sure you follow Minister Sports on YouTube today, uh, noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. on the West. Uh, follow him over there and on Twitter and everything. Follow his Patreon as well. Hit me up later when you're free. I, I want to ask you a few things. I got you. All right, later, man. Uh, I'll see you, bro. Uh, Matt McChesney's going to join us here in about uh, 15 minutes. He had a, He's coming on late today. Um we're going to get after it, uh, talk some NFL ball, a um, lot to discuss. Uh, as I, We'll have Matt on every day this week, obviously, but we're going to get into a few things. Um, that go speaking, uh, I got some, I want to show some videos and shit like that. Um, um, I'm going to take a piss break, get me a cup of coffee. Real quick, and then we'll get back into the first and 10 segment. I got a lot to talk about. Why Pickett says his guys aren't studying enough. I keep showing guys rather play video games. I got Patrick Queen on tomorrow, starting middle linebacker for the Ravens. Going to be interesting. Um, 
He's a good dude. We talk quite a bit, man. Uh, also, uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, member, uh, member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. We've actually been talking. He's willing to maybe come on the show as well this week. A lot of uh, some big-time guests this week, man. Star set of lineup will be joining us this week. But Patrick Queen joins us tomorrow morning, uh, starting middle linebacker for the Ravens. That'll be an interesting conversation, to say the least. And uh, good dude right there. We're going to chop it up tomorrow. Uh, you know, I'll ask him about Lamar Jackson. You know me. Uh, keep it real. And then I'm also going to ask him about this video game shit. Because Patrick Queen also posted on his Twitter, who wants to play me? in call of duty and uh pickett is is on film calling out his guys so very interesting then i'm going to discuss with matt why the 49ers have a bigger fan base in la than fucking la does all that coming up right here i'll be right back in three minutes peace uh my top 10 all right i'm gonna get into my top 10 matt asked yesterday about my top 10 and he spit his out real quick I'm going to pull mine up on the ticker below so the world can see. You can all fucking go, oh, the fucking chat. 400 people are going to talk shit. I don't fucking care. So here we go. I'm going to go Tom Brady. Here we go. Before I pull it up, before, I know you guys saw everything. I'm going to use this criteria. You've had, for me, you've had to at least, to be in my top five, have won a Super Bowl, been to Super Bowl, and just one of the elite of elite. All right? That is how my criteria kind of is. So here we go. Tom Brady, who's the GOAT as far as wins. I do not believe he's the best as far as skill set, but I do believe he's the best quarterback. All right. We're not going to get into that fucking thing uh, as far as winning and losing. Um, so Agreed. that's number one for me. Um, I got Troy Aikman because I believe Troy Aikman can travel to any era and be as accurate as any quarterback of all time. He is the fucking. You, people do not. You're 40 years old, Matt. How do you not believe in fucking Troy Aikman? You know how good he was? Do you realize how good he was? The second best quarterback of all time? Yeah, dog. Do you know how good Troy Troy fucking Aikman? Do you know how good he was? Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Elway, I got at three. I got Montana at four. Manning at five. Rodgers at six. Favre at seven. Uh, both of those are very close skill set wise. Both have a Super Bowl, been to two. Marino at eight. Or, sorry, he yeah, at eight. Bradshaw at nine because he won so much. He's not as talented as anyone else. And Steve Young at 10 because of just he was the first lefty to really dominate his position. Um, that's my top 10. I'll just let it keep ticking, dog. I'm going to mute my channel. Go ahead. Uh, I don't have a problem with the rest of the top 10, but Troy Aikman even being on the list. Makes you're, you're, just, you're shitting me, right? You're telling me, me want to not a top 10 quarterback. No, here's mine. Brady, Manning, Elway, Montana, Marino, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, oh, Steve, fuck. Steve Young, Mahomes, and Jim Kelly. See, this is the problem I have. With Troy this. fucking Aikman. Oh, dog. I... It, Drew Brees couldn't hold Troy Aikman's fucking left nutsack from behind his asshole. Here, dude. Yeah, Drew, Brees, Drew Brees runs circles around Troy Aikman. Huh? Drew Brees runs circles around Troy Aikman, bro. Oh my bro, God. bro, bro Danny White could have won those Super Bowls with those. This teams. is how I break. And, and people in the chat, Jim Kelly over Aikman. Really? Aikman beat Jim Kelly twice Stop. for Super Bowls, you dumb fuck. No, 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 no. Troy Aikman's team beat Jim Kelly. You so put Jim Troy Kelly Aikman. on. 
You put Jim oh, Kelly on the Cowboys, they went six. Team finals. beat fucking seven teams. Troy Aikman is maybe the most overrated quarterback ever. See, I, I, I almost think that I can say that about Tom Brady. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. Oh, Tom How Brady. can you say Tom Brady's oh, overrated? Tom Brady played in the worst conference for 20 years of all time in the NFL history. Look, that's true. He played in the worst division ever. I know. I played in it. But and, he's not let me, let, me, let me break this down, though. If you compare Troy Aikman and Tom Brady and they we go out here on the park and go fucking throw the football around the park, it ain't even fucking close. Well, no one's saying, that, no one's ball saying ball. that Troy Aikman couldn't throw the ball. He was extremely accurate. And he did a great job running the system that he was asked to run. What, what but, did he do bad? All right, all right, all right. We're back, back after that commercial break. I'm glad, I'm, I'm so happy that the chat engages in those commercials. Uh, Troy Aikman is the fucking guy. Don't get it twisted. Um, appreciate Zach for joining us in the first hour. Uh, Matt will join us here in a few. Um, I'm going to ask Matt about Deion Sanders as well. Uh, I'm still in the pre-snap pre read of this thing. I got a lot to discuss. Uh, I'm still dumbfounded on Malik Willis starting, Sam Ellinger starting. Uh, both teams look shitty. Uh, Titans get it done. Uh, the Colts, shitty. Um, the Colts just uh, look bad. Uh, Taylor Heineke gets his second win, beating them. Both owners are in a feud, Ursay and uh, Snyder. Got some verbal beef going on. Uh, very, very interesting uh, dynamic right there. Uh, like I said, World Series tonight, game three. If anyone cares, I don't give a fuck. I'm not watching them unless the Dodgers are in it. I don't watch World Series. So definitely won't be watching that shit. Um, but the, the story of the day is the Lakers getting their first win. People thought they could have literally started 0-11. And, and my question is, do you fucking get Rid of AD right now. Strike why the iron's hot. Strike why the iron's hot. Um, I don't know. We're going to break down the Bears and, uh, I mean the Bears, the Browns and the Bengals tonight. We're going to break that down when Matt gets in here. Uh, we're going to talk about the Michigan, Michigan State uh, suspensions. Um, I had some videos in here and they fucking, I've got to find them. Um and then I'm going to show, I want to show that Quay Walker shoving the Bills coach and getting ejected. Um, I watched it. I went back and looked at it, and I, it was clear as day. The coach was only helping the kid up. He didn't do nothing, didn't take a shot at the kid, nothing. These kids nowadays, dog, just have no respect, no fucking respect for any authority figures whatsoever. Um I do not get it. I do not understand. Um, they have no respect for any authority figures, dog. I really don't get that shit. Uh, like, how about you survey the scene first, motherfucker? Survey the scene. And let's say, okay, let me make sure what's happening here. Because, dog, we do not survey the scene anymore as young people. We just want to jump up and assume some shit. That's why y'all so quick to pull out a pistol because you're scary. You're scary, soft pussies. So, um, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, um, 
I don't get it. That's just my take on it. But the kid gets ejected for pushing the coach. Um, I thought the coach maybe did some sly shit and slick shit, but he didn't. He didn't. Um, so, man, I don't want to hear that fatherless home shit either, dog. Mike Newble. I don't want to hear that shit either because it, it goes both ways. Dog, what happened? What happened to my era when 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 I lived in a car by myself away from both parents? What happened in my era when uh, when 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 cats used to talk to us about, man, your pops passed away when you were eight years old, man. You know what, though? It's time to nut up. You're the man now. You're the man of the household now. What happened to that shit? Now it's an excuse. The fatherless home. Guess what, dog? Every human, when he grows and she grows hair on their little testicles, actually know the difference between right and wrong. Guess, did you know that? Even without a mommy and daddy. So stop with the bullshit, homie. I've lived in that life, okay? I've lived in a car for 18 months without mommy and daddy. And I knew I could have went left and sold dope, or I could have went right and played ball. So I didn't need my mommy and daddy to tell me either one of those. So miss me with the fatherless home shit. It's a fucking excuse. And all you excuse-making fucks in here are cowardless fucks. That's just what it is. Speaking of excuses, let's bring on the main man, Mac McChesney, because he's got excuses too, I'm sure. We're going to hear him. <coughs> what up, homie? <coughs> what a fucking disagreement with you right now. Good morning. I love when Mac comes in in the morning and I'm already hyped. I need some What's dip. Happening? I need some dip. The word you chew man i used to for years but i quit i quit too i stopped i stopped cold turkey after 20 years no I, I i i wish i i miss it uh i mean i i want to but i don't want my face to fall off uh i might go back to it fuck it uh, everyone else making excuses i want to make one um I mean, what am i trying to like live in my 70s yeah no shit well i'm uh, shitting on myself Hey, do you do you do you agree or disagree that what? to be a good human, respectful, and to understand protocols and have some dignity, class, humility, do you have to have a father who raised you your whole a young a life until you're adult, or can you do it when you figure out, okay, I got hit puberty, I got hair on my balls, I know the difference between right and wrong. Do I need someone to tell me that, or do you think you can do it on your own? Uh, I mean, it's nice. It's nice, Matt, to have a father figure. It, it, it's, ob it's obvious that both ways work. I mean, it, there's been a lot of human history, so there's a lot of people that grow up without dads. There's a lot of people that grow up without moms on the other side of the coin as well. Um, and there's a lot of people that grow up with two functioning parents that are awesome, and there's a lot of people that grow up with two dads and two moms and I mean, it, it's an individual choice on whether or not you're going to do things correctly. You can't blame it on your fucking parents. What kind of shit is that? Thank you. That's all. Like I want. It, you can't blame anything on your parents. Nothing. Like I don't. I don't think that. I personally don't think you can blame one goddamn thing on your parents except them doing something like specific to you. You can't say like 
oh, well, you were an alcoholic. That's why I'm an alcoholic. What? That's a choice. I understand that addiction is a disease, but it is also a choice. No question. Um, no question. Um, lots to discuss why I have you. Uh, football, Battle of Ohio tonight. I just had Zach on. Uh, we talked about the Michigan-Michigan State uh, fight in the locker room. I've, I've been coaching 20 years now. Uh, I've never had a team of mine fight another team. Um Contrary to belief, everyone what, thinks. What do they expect, though, for real, with the same tunnel? That's what Zach just said. He said he's played there three times. He said it's an absolute disaster waiting to happen. They, uh, they got to they do something about that, bro. This happens every fucking weekend. Yeah. And, and, and my question to you is, uh, we only saw the side of Michigan State beating a kid's ass, one guy's ass. I, I think if you hit a kid with a, with a helmet, especially when you're surrounded by your teammates in gear, you're they a might as well be jumping them. You're a pussy. Uh, yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, you're a pussy. You should never play college sports again, in my opinion. The other side of this, though, Matt, as you know, I, I think you'll agree with me on this. Uh, maybe you won't, um, which is even better conversation, as we know. Uh, you know, I believe they buy into whoever the father figure of the organization, institution, or program is. And in this, in this instance, Mel Tucker uh, obviously does not have anyone fearing him in a manner of, not in a bad way of fearing, but I mean, you don't see this happening with Nick Saban. You don't see it happen with Lane Kiffin. You don't see it happen with Sark. You don't happen, you don't happen seeing this with cats that actually care about the coach or, want, or won't let them down type of thing uh, because the, they know that the, the coach has inter, invested uh, interest in them. I don't see that happening in Jimbo Fisher's team. I think they're smoking weed in the locker room before the game. They really are saying, fuck you, Jimbo. Uh, if you're going to hit a kid with a helmet in the locker before or after a game, I think you're telling me, fuck you, Mel Tucker. I, I, I That's my take as a coach. Now, uh, I've never had it happen on my guys because my guys would, would fear, not fear me for being yelled at, not fear me for being cut, fear me for letting me down. And that is the, the piece that's missing here. I don't think they give a fuck about letting Mel Tucker down. I don't think they give a fuck about letting Jimbo Fisher down. And when you see acts like that, it shows me that there's a bigger problem. And that starts in the president's office when they hire these guys. They have no fucking due diligence when they hire these people, as you know as well, in Colorado right now, what's going on there and across college football. Do you agree or disagree? So I look at it two ways. Um, when I saw the first video of the four or five Michigan State players just Debo and old boy in the locker room, I was like, wow, that's pretty fucked up. That's That shouldn't be happening. When is Michigan going to get two goddamn tunnels? So this is avoided. There's 110,000 motherfuckers there. They can't get two tunnels. Um, but then I saw another version of this video, and I'm going to try and find it for you and send it to you. And maybe, <clears throat> maybe uh, you know, somebody behind the scenes can pop it up for us. But number one for Michigan, like they're literally trying to let Michigan State walk in first. They've got all the coaches, all the get-back coaches standing there. And number one stupid ass, on purpose, he knows what he's doing, runs around the get-back coaches and up the tunnel, and he's dapping up all the fans by himself with 70 Michigan State players who just got beaten embarrassed next to him. And he's running up the tunnel talking junk without all of his boys, number one. I mean, I, I look at it like, yeah, all the Michigan State guys can get suspended, but dog, what are you, do what are you doing, you stupid fuck? Like, 
There's always Stay two back sides here with the rest There's of your team. The story. They only show the one side. Exactly. Four guys suspended. Um, like you're gonna, bro. You walk into the opponent's locker room from a rival you just beat, talking junk. You're probably gonna get your ass beat. I mean, I, I just. Is it right what they did? No. I I like where you're going with this because you made a good point. Like, in that instance, Matt, from what I just said, I would retract what I said and say, I want my fucking team to now have my back as a program. That's how I would look at it. Yeah. Like, I told – like, so look at it both both perspectives. I get it. That's a good point. Tucker Tucker tells his guys, we're going in first. I guarantee you they talked about this all week. In fact, I know they did. I've got guys on both rosters um, that are, like, really good friends and now are rivals. Uh, I know they talked about, like, making sure that there's no conflict in the tunnel. They already had that happen with uh, Penn State this year. It happened with Ohio State last year, yada, yada, yada. Everyone knows it's an issue. So Tucker's got all of his guys going in first. There's a get-back coach. He's off doing media. He's not even fucking there. Um Dude, the Michigan guy totally disregards everything. He doesn't listen to Harbaugh either. Harbaugh standing back there saying, Michigan, we're going in second. We'll do hail to the victors. Let them get off the field. Everybody be cool. Don't fucking walk when they're walking. There's a lot of high temper. And number one, trying to fucking get on social media or be the cool guy, decides to run into the fucking alleyway with all the pit bulls and without his gang. So if you don't go into the – you always hear that if I could go into a fucking alleyway with anybody back-to-back, I would take him. You never hear if I could go into the alleyway by myself, I'd get my ass kicked. And that's exactly what just happened here. Dude went into the alleyway by himself, started talking some junk, got his ass beat, and now it's Michigan State's fault? I mean, I I just – dog, if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And and homeboy played a stupid fucking game, and he got clapped up. And look, he got four guys suspended, and he got – Michigan State looks bad right here, and they should – you shouldn't be putting hands on people after the game, but any man put yourself in that position. You just got your fucking ego smashed on national TV. You lost to your rival. You're trying to walk away and be cool. Have you ever seen the movie Baby Boy? I know you have. With Ving, like I love Ving Rhames. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. But there's a famous fucking clip in, in Baby Boy where Ving Rhames is a con and he's a, he's a two-time felon. If he goes back to the pen one more time, it's for life. And, he's, you know, Ty, Tyrese Gibson's soft fucking R&B singing ass says some stupid shit to him. And Ving Rhames, like, after the 50th time of being like, it's cool, I'm going to say my motherfucking ass. And, and he, I'm just trying to be a good motherfucker. They're trying to fuck me up and send me back to prison. And that's like, look, they separated the groups. What do you expect to happen, number one? Look, this is wrong. I'm not advocating violence against this kid. But he's alone. He's alone. He's are being told to stay outside, and he didn't listen. And you always see, like, I, I guarantee you, you can. I, I, if I have to get off here and find the other clip, I will. But you, there's a, a blatant clip of him running around the fucking sec, uh, security and up the tunnel on the right hand side, dapping up all the fucking. All the fans talking shit to Michigan State as he does it. You found it. Good. Play it. Hey, Brian Case, DM me that shit, dog, because I can't find it on my computer. Uh, My Twitter goes. I'm not trying. Look, I don't really think either side is right or wrong here. I think that 
emotions run high in college football and pro football and high school football and 12 year old football emotions just run high in football man and people fight and it gets nasty and especially in rivalries like these fucking people do not like each other at all so it, it doesn't it, it doesn't surprise me at all that they're fucking fist fighting each other i'm surprised this kid didn't get really hurt hey matt i want to i want to point something out though uh real quick uh look at this little bitch running at the beginning though i know i want to run uh, oh my god they're fighting I, I know. I want to point out some other things, though. Uh, people, Somebody uh, send us the video. Yeah, we're getting it. I got it. I already got it. Uh, let me show you this, though. I want to show you these linemen right here, all right, and these tight ends. Why are they turning around, walking away? Because they probably got told by their coach the to go into the fucking right. locker room. They're usually the ones that do right, and they're like, you know what? We're not involving ourselves in this shit. And well, you see them walking out of there. They're, and they're listening to coach though they're not they're not trying to fucking the, the game's over the fight's over with whoever's fighting in the hallway i would be pre- the four guys that got suspended from michigan state were they ballers are they players or are they just guys i don't i don't yeah like that's that's the next question i would ask is the four, kids, the four kids that got suspended are they starters are they players do they contribute or do they have a ton of fucking energy after the game because they just stood there yeah, I... it's a sticky situation for sure, dog. I look at this. Watch, watch this fucking kid, dude. He's the only Michigan kid in the entire fucking area. Look at him running up, talking shit, running through the crowd. Everybody else is separated, and this stupid fuck is running up here in the middle of the Spartan dogs. I mean, come on, dog. Go yeah. like, go ask, go ask Kevin Vickerson, who played there for years ago. I know you know who Kevin Vickerson is. Go ask Vickerson if he's going to let somebody run through the Michigan State motherfucking group. And this kid right here is turning back already, looking back. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck, I'm in the wrong group, dog. I need to get back over here with my people. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's chirping, too, though. You got this kid chirping. You got the kid up here in the tunnel already. It's a bad They're all chirping and yelling at each other. Michigan needs to fix this. They need to fix the two or the one tunnel shit. But look, dog, go back to the beginning of the clip and watch number one. Watch this stupid ass. See, that's I a mean, hard does that does that mean he deserves to get his ass kicked? No, but it's not surprising that he got his ass kicked. He, at the same time, I mean, let's be real. I, I agree with you. Um, also, uh, they're saying he was headed to the tunnel to get treatment. Get <laughs> he didn't even play. He didn't even Come play. On, dog. I mean, it's just it's, the, the excuses are ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up, man. It's a weird. The bad fucking look is what it is. Um, I want to get into uh, this uh, this clip here. I, I had it, but now I don't. Let me see. Um, um, I, there's this clip out there that Kenny Pickett's saying that his guys aren't watching film. I don't know if you heard that. Um, Shocking. Let me see. I have it here. Let's see. Uh, I'm, stu- I'm stunned that professional athletes aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right? Um, you have to understand, a lot of these guys already think the season's over, and they're, on, they're in straight Cancun mode already. I also have something for you um, I want to show you. Um, I'm going to pull up. But do you agree with Kenny Pickett, what he said? Um He's saying when he's starting to say it, and I can't wait till tomorrow's show. I got Patrick Queen on the starting Mike Backer for the Baltimore Ravens. That guy's a baller. He also posted out that 
you know, uh, over the weekend because they played on Thursday night. So I get his post. But I want to ask him, though, like, this is a real thing. Patrick Queen posted on his Twitter the other day, uh, anyone want to play Call of Duty with me today? And I saw that, and I hit him up, and uh, he's going to come on the show. But Kenny Pickett's saying the same thing. And do you do you do you see that as a real problem? Like that is something that I'm 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 really seeing that. Like this is an issue, dog. Like I don't know where I don't want to be the fun police, the no fun police, and all. Well, I just this. don't understand how this became an issue at all. Like it's not like video games were just invented. That, like dog, we there was Call of Duty when I was playing football, and I didn't. There wasn't like. The entire fucking team wasn't held hostage by Modern Warfare's release date. Like, it, video games are cool when I'm smoking a fucking L and I'm like hanging out with my boys after we win and shit, and like we're chilling and I want to put somebody on blast on Madden and run them off the sticks twenty-one nothing. That's fun. That's like, I, I get. I guess playing Call of Duty with your boys and shit is fun, but I, I don't know, dog. I just I feel like it's a huge waste of time. Like. Like video like, game, video games are just a massive fucking just jerk off session, and I just don't understand it. You might as well sit in a circle and fucking reverse reverse uh, Chicago backhand that shit, just like that for the whole fucking day. If you're just gonna spend eight ten hours a day on Call of Duty, so do I think it's an uh, an issue? I mean, I don't know if it's an issue, but it's definitely something that you can blame shit on. That's for damn sure. Like to me, like this is a real thing now. Apparently, because this is this is known now. Kyler Murray, Matt, Kyler Murray is not just what we thought. Like, it's not a bullshit deal. They, they the contract is real. Uh, it, it put him on blast. Then they they re, they reneged a little bit and, and and pulled out some writing in the detail. But if players are doing this, Matt, um, well, you, you heard what the Chiefs said too. What about that? What about that? Patrick Peterson knows yep. it. Like this that's out too. Thing. If, if the players know Matt and are saying it and clowning it, and I don't know if you saw Patrick Peterson's uh uh dance yesterday, his dance was literally this. <laughs> that is that means you know, right? You know. Just putting so, him on blast. And look, you know, it's this is a sticky situation here because it's a like a it's a generational thing the kids really love it but again again it's not like it just came out so i don't understand why like this pocket of players is so infatuated with fucking video games but a, a pocket of players four years older isn't you know what i'm saying like i don't understand how you can invest this much time over here playing fucking video games but you won't invest any watching film and you're getting called out by a goddamn rookie yeah, I don't have the volume, I guess. It's, it's very low. But, yeah, he said, basically he's saying my player, um, our offensive players are not taking it serious enough and putting in the time to study. Well, they're not doing that because that of the said, video games. Actually. Um, that is mind-blowing to me as a rookie coming in, um, showing me. That is a big deal, man, to me. I got to be honest. That is a well, big Well, it's just I'm surprised that Tomlin on a team ran by Mike Tomlin that's as stable as the Pittsburgh Steelers, that that is the message being put out by the rookie signal caller. Like, I'm sorry, I, I, bro, I, I, but that's I, I, a bad fucking you. look. 
Brad, I, I do on that. Um, I have a video for you that I have to share with you, though. Um, that is a critical one for your entertainment value. Um, if it's anything like the picture you sent me this weekend, fuck off. You ever done anything dangerous? Let's <laughs> rock. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you ever done I will say this: They got a W. They they got a fucking win. So, hey. I mean, whatever he's doing, it seems to be working. But I mean, he's getting roasted by kickers and shit now. And for the Ravens, you saw that? Ugh, that's bad. dog. When a kid, like I know Justin Tucker's a Hall of Fame kicker, but dude, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're a kicker and you roast me, it is like that's like I need to go jump off of a building. I just got roasted by a goddamn kicker. So, I, you know, Russell has put himself in this fucking bubble where, you know, I, I watched Lockett come out after Seattle got a big win against the Giants. As, as we talked about that on the show. They were uh, all buying in. Seattle's winning. Yeah, you saw that. Like, it's funny how everybody buys in when no one cares about getting the credit. Well, that's a direct motherfucking shot at three, period. So, and look, being in it now and then immersed in it in Denver the way it is, like, that's 100% true. It's the Denver Wilsons, and then the the other 52 are the Broncos. So, I mean, I'm glad they won, and they got a bye week, and hopefully they can figure some of this shit out. But, man, it's not like they beat a really good team, number one. And they didn't just – they didn't win, like, dominating. They won at the end of the game, which, more power to him. That's what he does. He wins games at the end of the game. But he they had 14 penalties again or something like that, which is nuts. Uh, they packed the wrong pants. They looked terrible on the field. I mean, you got to look good to play good. And they did not look good. Um, you know, it, it was just they're, they're lucky they were playing Jacksonville. We'll put it like that. I, I hear you on that. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, Pete Carroll, you know, beats Dable. Would you bump him ahead of Dable now for coach of the year? I think Pete Carroll is 100% the coach. You, of the you year. said he was, you're right. Yeah, I thought he was last week. And I, I think that he's, I mean, fuck bro. I, regardless of what's going on, at this point, I don't think the Rams make the playoffs. I just think that their roster is trash. And without – it's all Stafford and Cup and then just bleh on offense. Defensively, they're nice, I guess. But they, they got a Super Bowl hangover bad. Uh, I don't think the Rams make the playoffs at this point. And then I, I think Seattle and San Francisco are the two playoff teams out of that division. And Seattle, you know, when Seattle – if Seattle can beat San Francisco in Seattle because they already lost to them in San Francisco – uh, they'll be cooking with gas. So, you know, it, it, Seattle's fucking playing really well. Geno Smith bought into the system. Their rookies are balling. Kenneth Walker had another good game yesterday. So, you know, San Francisco's another team, too. That McCaffrey trade looks pretty good after yesterday. That some bitch balled the fuck out. I know you hate the Niners, but just take the logos off the helmets. The Niners look really fucking good with the no, exception I'm, of the quarterback. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna always going to – I'm going to – I'm going to tell it like it is. I mean, fuck, I, you know, I'm a Ram fan. Losing eight in a row to your hated one rivals. See, I, I just, Matt, I don't know if I can say that anymore. Like, this is a different fucking generation of people, different world and different era. And I don't know, man. I just, I, I'm not the guy to go hug you after a game, except in the, in the line shaking hands. Like, will I? I'm I never not- understood it either. I still don't. I don't like, look, after the season, I'll call you and get a jersey and get it signed. After you beat me, 
especially in a rival situation. Like the Jets lost to the fucking Patriots yesterday again, like eight years in a row now. Yeah. And they look, they had a pick six that that fucking pass that roughing the passer call is dog shit. Worst call in the fucking in the history of passing or roughing the passer calls. Dude takes it back. They're up seventeen to three. That flips the game. They end up losing. After the game, I didn't see a whole lot of Jet fucking players out there holding jerseys with the Patriots. Nah, fuck you. I'll see you in New England. Yeah. I, the I don't the know. fact that the Rams and the Niners, the Rams and the Niners are exchanging uniforms. I don't think like, the come players on, dog. Care. I don't think they care anymore. I don't think they know about this thing. I don't think they realize this is more of a cool, we play fucking Fortnite online every night, homies. And when we play each other, it's all about. It's being- all love. Like, that's cool, man. We're cool. Like, yeah, we're good. We're, talk- we're best friends and shit, even though we're hated rivals. Like, the, the rivalry is more important to the fan bases these days than it is to the players. It's it's insane. I'm going to use this this example, and I bet you this is rampant all over the NFL. Guarantee you that the Rams would have the same problem. <clears throat> the Broncos, like, two weeks ago when they played the Jets, they honored the, the first Super Bowl winning team, the 97 team that beat the Packers. And they're like walking around. They're walking around showing people the pictures. Son of a bitch. The fucking pictures of the team. And like, who's this? Who's that? Can you name three players off the 97 championship team? These guys were like, well, was John Elway on that team? I don't know. Shannon, Shannon Sharp? No, he played in like 2010, bro. Like, they didn't know who Elway was, Sharp. Terrell Davis, Gary Zimmerman, motherfucking Alfred Williams, Neil Smith, goddamn John Mobley, Steve Atwater, fucking Ray Crockett. They didn't know any of these cats, dog. They had Tony Jones, God rest his soul, Tom Nalen, Howard Griffin, Eddie Mack, Rod Smith. Like, come on, dog. You play for the franchise and you don't know the history of it at all and it's that's fucking embarrassing you know what i'm saying so Man, i just don't know like it's crazy I don't know to me how to take this like i don't know if it's if the right i don't believe the rivalries are anything anymore because of transfer portal nil money committing decommitting that doesn't even exist in the human language um players and coaches playing for so many franchises nowadays because back in the day matt as you know uh, probably before even your era, you get drafted by that team, most likely you're going to play for that team for most of your career. Nowadays, we have a free agency demand on a trade-on-demand clause, un- unspoken, unspoken one, that I can demand a trade now anytime I don't like how I'm being treated or talked to. And I just feel – are you out of here in five minutes? Yeah. All right. I just feel that that is an issue. So let's get to let's get to this last thing before we break down tonight's game. I mean, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, bro. It's bad. Let, let, let me let me get to this. 49ers come to town yesterday. We're in this beautiful five billion dollar facility, SoFi Stadium. Unbelievable, best park in, in football. And uh, the home, you mean the home game? Yeah, the home game, if you saw my rant on social media, I was truly pissed. Like, that was a real video I did because I was pissed about why are you so loud when offensively we're on the field and then we take a sack, the place goes, it erupts, like we're in Frisco in a playoff game, 
And I'm sitting there like, we're in L.A. The, the, the Fairweather fan in L.A. disgusts me. It always has, even before we left for St. Louis as a Rams. Why did they move back to L.A. of all places? Bro? I would never have moved back here, man. I, why I, did the Chargers I, leave the – I mean, I, I love leave LA. San Diego. I'm from, here. I'm from L.A., Matt. I love L.A. Like the true L.A. folks, we get it. Like I talked to all my boys last night. They're like, dog, you're spot on. He goes, these Fairweather fucking fans um, – are unbelievable. They'll they'll talk shit about the Rams. They'll be in a 49er uni. And then tonight, though, they'll be rooting for the fucking Lakers. Like, oh, by, they, by the way, good win last night by the Lakers. Congratulations. That was a quality W. Still, yeah, fuck you. you beat a good team. I know. But look, I I can't believe. I mean, I know financially why it happened, I guess. The Chargers moving from a fucking unbelievably good fan base in San Diego where they love their team. That that's a disaster. They should have just built them a new stadium and stay in San Diego. I, hopefully, one day they go back, but they won't. And the the Rams coming back to L.A. If you're gonna do it, just make them the only team because they're trying to split allegiance in a town that doesn't give a shit about one team, and they gave them two. So, you know, the, like if anything, they should have maybe done, done it like this: move the. <clears throat> but you know, keep St. Louis in St. Louis, build them a new stadium, move the Chargers to Vegas, and then keep and move the Raiders to LA because the Raiders are they like the Raiders more in LA than the Chargers and yes. the fucking Rams anyway. So that would make more sense to me in that regard. But again, like the fact that there's so many 49er fans there, I mean, it was louder at SoFi than it is at Levi's. Levi's is open air, SoFi is closed pretty much with the exception of the side. So yeah, man, I would uh, I, I would encourage Ram fans to show the fuck up. But yeah, we'll talk about it more tomorrow for damn sure. It makes no sense to me, man. I, I don't get it. Um, very unfortunate. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, Monday Night Football tonight. Uh, we got two minute two minute drill here. Bengals. Um, we got we got the Browns Battle of Ohio. Browns Bengals. Um, what do you got? What do you what do you see in that thing uh, happening tonight? Does does uh. Does Kobe Brissett get it done, uh, or no. or they got too many head cases going on? Because I hear that Chubb and and Hunt are on the trading block. Tomorrow's the deadline. Two questions, Matt. Who do you see winning tonight, and why? And who do you see on the trading block tomorrow in the NFL as far as big names? Anyone get traded, and does Aaron Rodgers get a wide out that he needs? All right, so I'm going to take the Bengals tonight. I think that they're on a roll. I think Burrow cut up Cleveland. Cleveland season's over. It is what it is. Uh, they can save it tonight by beating Cincinnati, but they won't. Um, even with Chase out, I don't think it matters. Burrow, I would go, you know, plus on the passing yards. He's going to go for two or three touchdowns. Their offense is rolling. Defense is opportunistic. They're ball hawking right now, which is bad for Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, I think Chubb and, and Hunt are, they'll probably both score this evening. Uh, they're, they're pretty good at getting their six. If you're talking about trade block, I think Bradley Chubb, if they're going to give a first rounder up anywhere, he's gone because they can't, they don't want to resign him, which I don't necessarily agree with. But the Browning kid behind them is pretty special. Chubb, Nick Chubb in Cleveland, he can move. Uh, you're looking at receivers. I don't know why they're not out signing OBJ right now uh, in Green Bay. But then again, you know, it, it's just a matter of what you're looking for there. The receivers, maybe a Jerry Judy moves for multiple picks. I don't know. It's a pretty sticky situation, so we'll see. I mean, definitely we'll talk about it tomorrow morning when we have more uh, information on the front because trade deadline is tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, tomorrow. 
All right. Well, we'll have more to talk about then. Enjoy hey, your man, Monday, man. brother. Happy Halloween. Hopefully you got to enjoy it with your kids today and tonight. Peace. You know, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Later. Um, always a pleasure to have Matt on. Uh, it is Halloween, and uh, I didn't even know it was Halloween. Um, got to say, I didn't know it was Halloween, and I'm uh, really not a Halloween guy. So, hey, it is what it is. Um, this show is brought to you by Canadips, uh, Canadips CBD. So head on over to CanadipsCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. And uh, I got to drop my boy Wido's promo. You got to see the video. Uh, stay tuned. What up, what up, what up? Coach JB Show, 6 to 9 a.m. on the West Coast, 9 to noon on the East. Show's brought to you by our proud sponsor, CanadipsCBD.com. Head on over there. Catch Coach JB. Uh, use the promo code, all caps, Coach JB. Get you 20% off. Welcome bonus. And my boy Wido's here to spit some bars. CanadipsCBD.com. Check it out. Just got to let them know, Coach, it's the real Coach JB show. Only the real. Tune in live five days a week and find out the deal. If you a fan of the real, then you a fan of this. And if you're looking for the best, get some can of dips. They got mango, mocha, mint, and peach. Caramel on the side if you need some sleep. THC, CBD, fuel and more. And use the code Coach JB. 20% off the store. Ah, my boy Wido, dropping it. All right, uh, CanadaFCBD.com. Use the promo code CoachJB. Uh, Kyler Murray's still dog shit. Um, he threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Um, he also led the Cardinals on the ground, six carries, 36 yards. How do you lead the Cardinals on the ground uh, with 36 yards rushing? Uh, they're in last place in the NFC West above the Rams. The Rams are a disappointment. The Vikings are running away with the NFC North 6-1, and one, as I said they would before the season started. Um, Justin Jefferson had another 100-yard game. Uh, who goes first? Josh McDaniels, Cliff Kingsbury. Who's fired first? That is what I want to know. Who gets fired first and... Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to break down Tua, by the way, because all you guys, you haters on social media, think that I'm hating. You guys put words in my mouth, number one. You hate on Tua. You said he's shitty. First of all, I never said he's shitty, and I never I never said I hated on him. All I said was, let's wait. Let's see what he could do when it gets to crunch time. If he can stay healthy because they're undefeated with him, he's got a hell of a record why he's a starter there in two years, but he's yet to win any meaningful game. And Dan Orlovsky pointed out on Twitter, which I responded to, which kind of blew up, and everybody's talking shit, and basically says he's the only quarterback with a QBR over 110. And I said that's a very misleading stat. That is what I said. It's a very misleading stat. Because he throws a lot of balls at or behind the line of scrimmage. And his deep balls are about as inaccurate as any fucking deep ball thrower in the NFL. And then some guy sends me some stat link that shows that his stats are very, very uh, proven. That he is not just depending on yak yards from, 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 from Hill and Waddle. And I'm saying, yeah, he does. And he's saying, this guy tells me stats don't lie. Well, let me show you why stats lie, okay? Let me talk to you about why stats lie, all right? Here we go. 
I once threw three shovel passes in a football game, okay? Shovel, shovel draw, we used to call it back in the day. And my back took one of them 70, took one of them 50, and he took one of them 80, okay? 200 yards of passing stats went on my stats. And guess what? I was three for three also. That was 100% completion percentage on that. You do know shovel is a pass, right? So don't tell me that stats are not misleading. They are misleading. Stats are very misleading. Because Patrick Mahomes, if you watch him play, throws two shovel passes a game for big plays and sometimes a touchdown or two. So don't tell me that they're not misleading when you see three touchdowns on the stat line and two of them are shovel passes. So I just want to be clear. Yes, they are misleading. There's a lot of stats that are misleading. So if you wake up and open the Sunday Times and you see your fucking stats up there, Mr. Stat Dat, and you see all these great stats. No, it's not accurate. Stats are not accurate. They're very misleading. Now, I, I misspoke there. Stats are accurate, but they're misleading accuracies. Okay? So if I'm three for three on shovel pass, throw for 200 yards, guess what? You see the stats say I was 100% completion percentage for 200 yards and three touchdowns. That's a fucking hell of a game. <laughs> But all I did was throw three shovel passes. So how is that not misleading? So my point to Tua is, if you watch him play, and I can't wait for me and Sean Salisbury to start tomorrow. Boy, last chance Q, it's going to be huge. If you don't know about it, you better start becoming a member today. We'll have a new tier up today. And we're going to get into all things. It's called Last Chance Q, me and Sean Salisbury. We do it every Tuesday, Thursday. We're going to have the best football show on, in America. Um, we are going to uh, be breaking all things down. It's right there in the corner right there. You see Last Chance Q, me and Sean Salisbury. Uh, we'll be starting that tomorrow. We'll be we'll be launching it live on YouTube every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a new tier. I think the tier is going to be $4.99 a month. Um, so you can watch it on YouTube. And then on Patreon, we have different tiers. So if you want to get PowerPoints, films, breakdowns, uh, game film, game playbook pages, uh, teach tape, fundamentals, whatever you want to get, we'll have it all. Uh, we are going to have this show explode, man. We've already got some word that we're going to have some big-time people on the show, such as Dan Marino, Jim McMahon, you name it, uh, all guys that Sean played with coming up, uh, Steve Largent, uh, Dave Craig, Sean's going to bring on some legendary folks. We're going to break down quarterback play to a fucking finite detail. We're going to explain the differences in why quarterbacks are what they are now compared to Dan Marino and those guys when they actually are on our show. And we have the film to show and prove it. So that is going to be an unbelievable um, uh, new show. So, yes. Um, so you guys are, you know, you guys are staying here. You guys are cool. Um, this is obviously a dollar 99 for the show, but our new platform is going to be just for last chance Q on the same channel, but it's going to be last chance Q only. We're trying to get coaches, novice fans. You guys want to learn the thing? Come on over. If not, so be it. Um, we're also going to have the side on Patreon. So, um, 
I don't know, man. Monday night game is going to be interesting. I, I, I'm going to talk about that tonight. Uh, later on, I might do a, I'm going to do a live watch party tonight. I'm just announcing it now. I'm going to do a live watch party now that I can set it up and watch live without any streaming issues because the game's on regular TV tonight. I'll be doing a live watch party right here tonight for the Monday night game. So join me. I'll be on the patio smoking a stick, drinking some yak, watching the game. And I'll commentate on the game, actually. So I'll be doing live commentary. Plus, I'll, I'll do my two-minute, my fastest two-minute uh, halftime report live on the show. So you can see that I do it one take. I don't take multiple takes. I do it one time. I don't fucking have time to do it twice and three times and all that shit. I don't like rewinding shit unless I'm breaking down some film. So uh, just a few announcements. I'll be doing a live watch party tonight for the Monday night game. And then... Uh, also, uh, you'll see the real fucking Manning cast tonight with my ass. And then uh, we'll see if I can get a few guests to pop up. And then uh, tomorrow we start Last Chance Q, me and Sean Salisbury. Um, I don't know, man. The Patriots beat the Jets. They own the Jets just like the Packers own the Browns. Uh, I mean the Bears. Just like certain teams can't get over the hump. All right? There's certain teams. Like Ohio State owns Penn State right now. Um, you know, there's certain teams that just can't get out of their own way. They can't beat each other. They can't beat themselves. Um, we're, I'm curious to see how this one unfolds. Um, but I want to go through the games from this weekend real fast. Um, it's very intriguing, though, that Bill Cowers come out and basically said, Tomlin is failing Pickett. Have you seen this? Tomlin is actually failing Kenny Pickett. Because he's giving them too much to do. And they should run the football, play defense. That's the second guy that I've seen throw Tomlin under the bus. So basically, Tomlin has been thrown under the bus by his former boss, Bill Cower. And then Terry Bradshaw, great stiller, obviously, has the right to talk because he's a legend there. Um, but he also said that Tomlin is now a cheerleader. If you didn't catch that, uh, if you didn't see that. Um, if you didn't figure that or see it, uh, he basically said, um, you're a cheerleader. So, unbelievable. Um, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, <sighs> Dak is whack. Uh, he, he is what he is, dog. Dak is whack. I mean, come on. Um, we're seeing more lateral throws, screens, now hitches. Uh, lateral balls, crossing routes than we've ever seen in the NFL, ever. Um, so, you know, Philippines on demand said, good show, but you ignore your friends in the chat, man. Really? I engage with my chat more than any other show that has 500 people in it, where it's an impossibility for me to see every single person in the chat, Mr. Producer Philippines on demand. But thanks for the update. Um, you're not a friend of mine. <laughs> Let's be clear. You're not a fucking friend. You're not even a member. So why the fuck would I talk to you? Why would I look for your fucking chat in the chat? Why would I look for your fucking message in the chat? You're not even fucking green. So if you're green, you're actually a member. <laughs> Holy shit, dog. It's unbelievable. Let me just stare at the fucking chat all day and, 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 and just sit here, okay? I'm going to watch right here. I'm just going to sit here. We won't even do a show. 
fuck it. It'll be so interesting. I'm sure everybody will love the show. I'm just going to sit here and stare. Oh, Shay Hunter said, you asked stupid questions. All right. Coach Davis said, become a member. All right. Hey, uh, tell him, Coach. Coach Rubley. Uh, Cole Nye, how do you become a member? That's the show. That's what you think will be good? You fucking idiot. Shut the fuck up. Become a member, motherfucker. Or shut the fuck up and get, get kick rocks. So, um... Josh Allen beats the Packers last night, Sunday night football. Packers look horrible. I just don't think that they're very interested. I can tell that Aaron Rodgers has distanced himself from the wideouts. He is only hanging out with Aaron Jones, uh, who just became a member. Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers, just became a member, by the way. There he is. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh but uh, he, he's hanging out with, with that. Um, you know, I, I posted a video last night on Twitter. Everyone, you know, is half and half. We got a guy, the linebacker for the Bills, horse collars, Dylan, the running back. And I said that's a bitch move because basically almost snaps his leg in half. And nobody wants to talk about that. Everyone wants to talk about helmet to helmet, concussion, targeting, bullshit. I want to discuss those type of tackles that injure more players than any helmet-to-helmet contact play in America. Why aren't we breaking down horse collars like we are targeting? See, targeting is a biomechanical reaction that is unavoidable. Our bodies can't go from 20 miles an hour to 2 miles an hour in, in a fraction of a second and put our helmets lower than it needs to be or higher or in place like it's just not possible but for me to be lazy and not run my feet and not run through the ball carrier instead of run to the ball carrier that is an old football coaching method we run through the carrier not to him the running the linebacker last night clearly ran to the ball carrier and when you run to the ball carrier the ball carrier still goes and that way you're behind and now you have to reach. And guess what happens when you reach? You horse collar. Coach, he was stiff arming him. I had Mike Farrell, good, good, good dude. He has a big show on Twitter. He just came out and said he respectfully disagrees. I said, that's fine. You can disagree with all, whatever you want. I, tell you, I respect your opinion. The bottom line is, though, you're wrong. Because if, if you run through the ball carrier and you run your feet and take out the air, that is what the number one job is as a tackler. Let's take the air out. That means we're going to shorten the distance between myself and the ball carrier. Okay? If you do those things, then you won't ever be happy. You won't have to fucking horse collar. And I don't care about you stiff arming me. What does a stiff arm have to do with a fucking horse collar? That means you got bitched by the Derrick Henrys of the world. We've been stiff arming for a long, long time, fellas. Long, long time we've been stiff arming. When did the stiff arm start to use horse collar as an excuse? Oh, you can stiff arm me? I can horse collar you now? That is a fucking equal playing field? First of all, you're grabbing jersey. I'm stiff arming your body, your head. I'm not grabbing your face mask and throwing you to the ground. That would be bitch made illegal on offense. I'm stiff arming you, dog. It is a fucking, I'm the better man. I stiff-armed you. 
then you got bitched. If you wrap me up and tackle me, you're going to run through a stiff arm if you're a legit tackler. I'm sorry. If you're coming full go, helmet down, and you're going to make a tackle, it's going to be hard for me to stiff arm that. But if you're a bitch grabbing, that's when offensive players stiff arm you. We stiff arm you when you're grabbing arms. When you have your arms out is when we stiff arm you. Like, how is that not hard to understand? Like, I don't understand how that is not fucking, that's so hard to grasp. But if you grab my jersey from the back, that is a distinct advantage and it should be illegal. Why is it illegal, coach? Because the rule strictly states the way you call a penalty by definition in the NFL is by a distinct advantage over another opponent. Sorry. And having a distinct advantage over an opponent is a foul, a flag, a penalty. If you don't think grabbing my jersey from the collar is a distinct advantage, then you're fucking, you're horrible. And you're a bitch. I'm just telling you straight out. Because I'm just telling you, stiff arming is not illegal. Horse collar is, and it's becoming so dangerous. Like, Dylan, if he wasn't made like a brick shithouse and had quads like this, I believe Aaron Jones probably snaps his leg last night. I believe Aaron Jones has his leg snapped last night. That's just what I think, dog. I'm just being honest. Um, That's the truth. That's the truth. So... Um, trying to read the chat so uh, Philippines uh, whatever his name is doesn't get mad at me <laughs> where's Bruce Helms bitch ass at um, does anybody talk to Josh Faley I haven't seen my boy uh, in a minute my Uso I haven't seen him um Buffalo Bills on offense look a lot better when they run the ball. Singletary had a good night, 15 carries, 70 yards. Uh, James Cook had a carry for 41 yards. They ran for a couple hundred yards with Josh Allen scrambles and design runs. Um, Allen was only 13 to 25 for 218. I thought he threw two picks too. I thought that the Green Bay Packers defense played well, uh, did enough to win the football game. Holding Buffalo to 27 points, pretty good. That's pretty good to me. So, um, you know, I, I don't know, but I, 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 I the, the Aaron, if Aaron Jones was carrying that football and not AJ Dillon, I believe he broke his leg last night. That is how dangerous I believe horse collaring is. And, uh, uh I don't know. Um, I'm just going through these games real quick because tomorrow I'll have Patrick queen on, uh, starting middle linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll break down everything, Baltimore, the North tonight's game as well with him. We'll talk about, uh, you know, the infatuation with video games right now in this generation of the NFL player. And we'll see what he thinks about my uh, Lamar Jackson takes. Uh, like I said, I'm gl- I hope he disagrees. Obviously, that's his teammate and his leader and quarterback. And like I said, I want to make sure he knows. I'm not talking shit about him. I'm just telling the truth. And uh, it'll be a great conversation with Patrick Queen tomorrow morning. Uh, seems like a good young dude uh, out here balling for the Ravens. Um the Raiders have a situation. Uh, the Raiders have a situation, in my opinion, in my opinion, 
Um, you know, Derek Carr has been the problem. I don't know why no one believes me. What do I know? Uh, what does JB know? You know, I've only said it for how long. Derek Carr is holding that roster back. Um, he's holding that roster back immensely. You have Devontae Adams who can get one fucking player. One player? Um, very, very interesting to say the least. Um, and, and, I, and I have something I want to bring up real quick on the NBA side before I go back to these games. Um, this Josh Primo kid was cut by the uh, wave by the San Antonio Spurs. If you guys haven't heard that story or seen this story, um, it looks like it's another Deshaun Watson scenario. If you haven't seen it or heard from, about it, Josh Primo is, is a guard for the, for, the, for the San Antonio Spurs. And uh, he, got, he got cut after just being a first-round pick 2021 season last year. I think it was, what, sixth or tenth overall pick or something? Um, apparently, the, he has the same attorney that the ladies filed against Deshaun Watson has, Busby. Boosby, Busby, whatever his name is. Same attorney. That that raises some fucking alertness flags. I, I got it raises a flag to me. Uh I gotta be honest. Uh Coach Davis, that's actually gonna be a uh a segment that we are gonna throw together. What does JB know? Um, but I, I gotta I gotta be honest. This isn't a I, I am actually I really, really uh I really, really, um, the live golf tournament is becoming so big that the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA are looking at the structure of it, how well it was designed in such a quick fashion. It just broke on ESPN, by the way. Um, but what does I, what does JB know? Um, I, I gotta be honest. The primo thing and this lawyer that's defending him. Um, I mean, defending the ladies that came out and said primo whipped his dick out on him. I don't know if you've heard this. This is why they cut him. Apparently, he's flashed a bunch of females in the front office for the San Antonio Spurs. And I got to be honest, dog. What's up with the Texas professional fucking athletes and pulling out their dicks on women? Is this the new thing? Like, I'm curious. I'm very curious on what's happening with this. So, it's very, very interesting to me, man. Very, very interesting, to say the least, that uh, we have these things happening. Um, and this kid was cut. And I'm curious, is there going to be some criminal ramifications? Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. San Antonio snowing? Is it snowing in San Antonio? I saw that on a video, too. Like, what the fuck's going on in Texas, dog? You guys are some fucked up. Lucy, what's going on with you guys out there? Um, anyway, I just thought that was weird and that the same attorney is 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 is, is representing this, these women. And I'm just like, damn, is this motherfucker, is this real? Is this really going on? Are these women really coming out now? And Busby just happens to be the guy getting them all? Or is this guy Busby kind of a weird fuck and just starting to come up with shit i don't know man it's kind of interesting i haven't heard that perspective um but it's very interesting I'm, I'm i'm curious to see 
uh, how this unfolds. Um, is this kid's career over? Is he just another weirdo? Because Deshaun Watson got a fucking big bag for being a weirdo. Is Primo going to get one? Is he signing with the Lakers? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, are, the, are the Packers done? Are the Raiders done? Are the Buccaneers done? Are the Rams done? Are the Colts done? There's five teams right there. Let's break it down. Let's get into each one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers first. Uh, Tom Brady looks like a shell of himself. He's filed for divorce. He signed the papers. Giselle filed. He signed. He agreed. Done. Is he going to be better this weekend? Is he over it? Is he going to focus on the Bucs? Are the Bucs healthy enough to make a run? Are the Bucs good enough up front to make a run? And can Fournette be the only back that leads them in that direction? I don't think so. I think they have to make a huge trade tomorrow, trade deadline on this Halloween Monday. Who do the Bucks get to improve their roster? And what is the biggest need area? That is a question for you guys. Let me know their biggest needs. What can the Bucks do to improve their roster this late in the game? Number one, I think they need a tight end. I think they got to call Gronk. They got to get Gronk back. I saw him at the Arizona game the other day against SC. He looks like he's still in shape. Wonder if he's staying in shape just in case Brady calls him and says, look, dog, I got divorced. It is what it is. Can you come back? Let's go off in the sunset together. I need a tight end, a big body. We don't have a good old line. I need a quick release. I need a guy that I can get the ball to right now, my safe haven, safety nest. You're my guy. Come on. Help me out. Come fuck with your boy. That's what I think happens, number one. All right. Um, that is the first addition they go get. And then in the trade in the, in in this what we call the transfer portal of the NFL now, who can they go get to improve their roster? Defensively, they're still a pretty good team. Um, I think they need some secondary pieces. Um, but I also need to think they need a running back. So Kareem Hunt, um, they had A B. Kareem Hunt can't be much worse. Do they bring in Kareem Hunt? To give you that one-two back out the field, backfill with Fournette, give you a one-two punch with with Hunt. Um, that is something that they can do um, to solidify their offense. And do they go get an old lineman? Is there any old lineman out there? That's probably not a commodity that's being traded right now. It's a hot commodity to keep your old lineman in a league that has over six hundred injuries floating around. That is a huge thing. 600 injuries right now. Um, I, I think O-linemen are going to be hard to get. And then if they get Jensen back on front, uh, their O-line will get in They'll improve their O-line overnight. And uh, I think they'll be better right there. So that is what I believe about the Bucks. Can they improve? We're going to see this weekend if Aaron Rodgers dusted off the divorce. Can he get Gronk? Can he get a running back? Can he get some pieces in the secondary to make a run. That is what I think it depends on. Atlanta just put some pressure on him by beating Carolina late because of another shitbird takes his helmet off in the end zone and wants to make it about him. Instead of making it about the team, he fucked them. The PAT was too long. It was missed. Game goes to overtime. Atlanta wins an overtime with a kick because a selfish fuck made it about himself when he scored a touchdown instead of the team. Period. There's no argument to be made. Oh, coach, don't make it the no fun league. 
No, it ain't about the no fun league. It's a no loss league, motherfucker. You just lost because you took your helmet off and made it about you. You're supposed to catch the football in the end zone, homie. That's what they pay you to do. That's what they fucking pay you to do. <laughs> like, you're supposed to catch the ball. Why is it such a big deal that you have to take your helmet off and fuck your team? See, that's what you guys don't want to know. You guys don't care about winning and losing. You care about the motherfucker making a spectacle of himself. That is what you guys all see. That's just keeping it real. You know damn well you don't give a fuck if they win or lose. All you care about is you want to see the tweets. You want to see the IG story. You want to see the TikTok about the dumb motherfucker taking his helmet off. Let's just keep it real. PJ Walker's not being talked about enough. Uh, what he's doing, uh, he might have just won the job there. Um, former XFL quarterback who's doing really, really good. If he was a draft pick coming out of college, um, obviously he played for Rule. That's why Rule signed him. Uh, Rule must have knew something a lot of people didn't because he had him at Temple. And uh, he he's a guy that's showing up right now in the NFL. And if he was a draft pick, I think he would be talked about on ESPN. Nobody's talking about him at all. Why Stephen A ain't talking about a, a, a black, young black quarterback? I'm curious. You, you want to talk all this shit about it, about black quarterbacks and white quarterbacks, but now P.J. Walker's balling out of fucking control, and I haven't heard anything about ESPN or anybody covering P.J. fucking Walker. Why is that? I'll talk about him on my motherfucking show, though. See, that's the problem. You motherfuckers don't – you only bring up what who the popular – You'll talk about Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, because they have fucking some type of controversy. You will talk about Aaron Rodgers because he has a, he didn't take the shot. You'll talk about Kyrie Irving, but you won't talk about P.J. Walker, who's doing great things as a young brother. Like, that is where I have a problem. But you all want to you want to break this thing down by race on ESPN is, what, is what's killing me. But I don't see you talk about P.J. fucking Walker, homie. Why not? Why aren't you talking about P.J. Walker, uh, Stephen A.? It, it blows my mind, man. I really don't get it. Um, it's unfortunate that they have this platform and they use it in the fucking worst ways. Um, so, I don't know. But anyway, moving on over to uh, the Bucks. That's where I think the Bucs uh, stand because Atlanta beat them and Atlanta now um, is, is basically in driving seat of that division. Um, the Saints got a big win versus the Raiders. Um, obviously. Um, you know, the Raiders are done. I think you stick a fork in them. Derek Carr, I've been telling you for a long time, is the problem. He's the sole problem. The, the, the second head of the problem is Josh McDaniels. He's not a head coach. If you're a head coach, if I ever did it again, I would probably relinquish the play calling duties and hire me an offensive coordinator, which I haven't had in 20 years. I've always called the plays as the head coach. Uh, having said that, if I was a head coach of a division one tomorrow or an NFL franchise, I would hire me a guy that I trust so I can be the manager of the fucking franchise, not the coordinator. Um, you need to be the manager of the entire franchise as the head coach, the CEO of the brand. Josh McDaniels is far from that. He's not that guy. He can't seemed to get out of his own way as a head coach he's a bad hire i would have never got rid of the fucking italiano special teams guy they had last year when he replaced gruden i would have kept him there and uh the paisano i would have kept him 
That's just real because the players liked them. They were advocating for him. He has no strength in offense or defense. Special teams coordinators who are competent and they have buy-in from the franchise players are usually good head coach hires. They are. They're usually good head coaching hires because they can retain the player. They can have their attention. They can get them to buy in just like the Raiders finished the season last year winning with him. Why do you have to go for this fucking commercialized guys, dog? It blows my mind that these owners and presidents of these universities, owners of these NFL franchises continue to hire the popular uh, uh, hire, not the right hire. It fucking blows my mind. Um, but the Raiders are done because Derek Carr is bad. They've they've blown their fucking wad on this dude. They spent money on the guy. Gruden knew he wasn't the guy. He was trying to get rid of him. He wanted Brady. He wanted Rodgers. I've heard other guys that he wanted. Couldn't get it done. Uh, if he was still there, I believe Carr would be gone by now. I think Gruden needed three years to get rid of him. That's the, That was the issue. And uh, I believe that is the problem in, in Vegas. Um, Derek Carr's holding them back. I'd said before the season, but what does JB know? Devontae Adams, what do I know? I said he'd have the worst season of his career. What is he having? The worst season of his career. He's begging to go back to Green Bay right now. I guarantee you he can't get the rock. He can't get the ball on time. He can't get the ball against a fucking rookie corner in New Orleans. You let a rookie corner stop you because you can't get him the rock? Ron, I am. I'm doing a long, I'm doing a watch party tonight for the Monday night football game. So you guys make sure you join me tonight right here on my YouTube channel, uh, 515 Pacific. Um, I'll be doing a watch party for the NFL game. Plus, I'll be doing my live two-minute fastest two-minute halftime report. So you can see I don't fucking take takes. I do it live one time. Um, the Raiders are cooked. That's just my opinion. What can you do to save the Raiders, coach? Uh, there's not much you can do. Uh, you can't get rid of the quarterback unless you make a splash. And you don't trade quarterbacks in the middle of the season that are starters. You don't trade starter for starter. I've yet to see. I don't remember seeing that. I, I would. That would be a huge thing, right? You just can't do it. You can't afford it. Even in a bye week, I don't know if you can afford to get a quarterback in there that knows the system. Um, so you don't see that very often or ever. So I don't see them getting rid of Carr at the trade deadline. Um, I could see you getting rid of them now if you had a Mariota or somebody that was a backup that can do it, that knows the system. I don't know if you can do it right now. But they got to get rid of Carr eventually. After this season, they got to blow it up because he's just the problem. But what do I know? What does JB know? Um, let's head on over to the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, mental midget himself, you know, Patrick Peterson is out there showing that, you know, he's doing video. He's doing, uh, you know, video game uh, dances and celebrations. If another player is doing that to you, number one, you have no respect for that player whatsoever. So obviously you were his teammate. Patrick Peterson was his teammate and said before the game he was going to get two picks. Just straight talking shit. I'm going to get two picks on this sorry motherfucker, A. And then B, when he got a pick, he did a fucking, he does a fucking video game dance. That is obviously disrespecting that dude because A, you don't like the motherfucker because he's either a shitbird, he's not invested, or what have you. 
and you're like, fuck you. That's A. And B, you just are like, dog, I'm going to show you up. My former teammate, I'm going to show your sorry ass up. Because I don't fucking respect you at all. So you don't like the dude, you're talking shit. You don't respect them at all, you're talking shit. And that is not only, that's not the first guy I've heard this from, by the way. So obviously, they know it's real. It must be real. They put it in a contract. You know it's real. But does he cost Cliff Kingsbury his job this season? I think he may. I think he may. I think he may cost him. um, I, I didn't say he got two picks. All I'm saying is he said he was going to get two picks. That is talking shit. You're telling this motherfucker. You're all in his mentals before the game. I'm getting two picks on your sorry ass. (laughs) Like, that tells me, dog, like, you don't have no fucking type of respect for this cat whatsoever. Um, Cardinals are done. Stick a fork in them. Last place in the NFC West right now, uh, right behind the Rams. Um. Tyler Murray's clearly the main issue there on that roster that has D-Hop who's saving him with fucking shitty throws. He's catching one-handed balls in the end zone. D-Hopkins made him look good yesterday. Tyler Murray's shitty. Um, He just can't get it done. You overpaid another quarterback who just has no type of fucking investment. Um, So the Cardinals are done. Um, Let's move on to the Rams and stay in the division. Again. Sean McVay needs to relinquish the play calling duties. He's a young head coach. He's a young head coach who needs to relinquish the play calling duties because you clearly cannot manage this team right now. And you won a Super Bowl. You've been to two. So you're in a top five of the class right now. You're a top five NFL coach. Okay. Here's what I'm saying why relinquishing the duties. You're struggling this year. You have a limited roster, an older roster, a roster that's not very deep. So as a great head coach taking the next step, you have to say, okay, what am I doing wrong or not so good? Play calling is taking a step back because I have to be the head coach. I need to focus more on getting some personnel on trade deadline. I need to focus on helping out the coaches on defense. I need to focus on making some moves on offense, especially O-line maybe getting another big time wide out and what are we doing with cam Akers and the running game i need to get rid of cam Akers. i need to be focusing on that it takes too much time for you to scheme and play call plays on offense as the ceo and the head coach at the nfl level mcveigh needs to realize that recognize it take a step back and, and either point someone or just let someone else scheme it scout it create the scouting report and the game plan, and then you help him on game day call it. But don't get involved in calling everything and creating the game plan when you don't have the time, dog. It is hurting you as the head coach, clearly. Cliff Kingsbury, it's already probably got him fired. He doesn't have a Super Bowl victory to save his job like you do. So you're in L.A. You haven't beat the Niners in eight consecutive home uh, regular season games which is just an absolute pegging. You're getting fucking pegged uh, every single day by Shanahan, your homie. And not only that, you have to take the next step and be the next best thing. If you want to be the next best thing, you've already been to two Super Bowls. You've won one. You're a great young coach. 
let's take the next step. Let's relinquish the play calling duties. Let me get this roster better now. Let me go get with Sneed. Let's figure out what we're going to do. We The season's not lost yet. We can still beat Seattle, Arizona, get into the playoffs, and then go from there. Uh, we have Cooper Cup. We have a quarterback. We have all these pieces, but we are shitty on defense. Aaron Donald looks like a shell of himself. Uh, Jalen Ramsey dropped the pick yesterday when they were in the game. Could have been a pick six, changed the game. He drops it. Jalen Ram- Ramsey's another one that talks a lot but doesn't do a lot. This year, he's a shell of himself. Uh, I think the Rams are cooked unless they make a dramatic change. So since they are the champs, the reigning champs, I think you have to knock a champ out. They are not knocked out yet. They are down. But that is the true test of a character. When you're down, can you get up? And I hope the Rams can do it. Uh, So I'm not going to call them dead just yet, like I'm calling the Raiders dead. Uh, I'm going to keep them alive with the Buccaneers, okay? So dead or alive, I'm going to keep the Bucs alive, the Rams alive, the Cardinals are dead. Uh, Let's move on to the Packers. Um, I think the Packers are dead. I think the Packers are dead. Uh, I think there's blood in the water. The NFC North smells it. The Vikings smell it. The Bears are coming after it. They smell it. Um, It is blood in the water. I think that the Packers are dead. I think Aaron Rodgers should be the only guy that's allowed to demand a trade. That's just real shit. He's a guy that we talked about last year, wanted out and all this, but he never demanded the trade. I believe he should. He should be the fucking guy that demands a trade. How are you fucking up an NFL Hall of Fame first ballot quarterback who could be top two, three ball spinners of all time? How are you fucking him up? The throw he made for the touchdown last night uh, to bring him within 10 was an unbelievable throw. Like that's big. That's as good as it gets, by the way. Uh, You can't do much better than that throw. He threw that and looked over at Josh Allen like, I still can do this, young uh, youngster. And it was unbelievable ball. Um, I don't know why kicking field goals with a minute 50, minute 30, minute 40. Um, he missed it anyway, but but that's the chance you take. Like, And you don't know if he misses it because there's less pressure on the kicker where there's a minute 40 that all eyes on you. You have to make the kick so we can onside with under a minute left now. Kick the ball on first down, dog. It was the same yardage. If you didn't notice, they didn't gain another yard. Kick the fucking ball on first down with a minute 40 left. Kick it. Kick the ball and down seven onside with a minute 40. Instead, you want to do it with under a minute. Like, I don't understand, dog. I don't get why if you're down two scores, what the fuck does it matter if you kick a touchdown, if you score a touchdown or a field goal first? You need them both. Like, I just don't understand it. And I believe it's less pressure on the kicker to make the field goal before the touchdown. Because the touchdown, actually, there's less pressure on you to kick the field goal at the end of the game. Dog, I just don't get it. Um, I don't understand. But anyway, I'm sitting here. They're getting paid millions. Um, I think the Packers are cooked. I don't think they have the wideout. I think that once they got rid of Devontae Adams, how the Packers don't at least get someone comparable. How do you not go out and get another big time wideout? Don't get it. I don't get it. It's a slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd say, fuck you. I'm out. 
uh, I'd be talking trade and blow this thing up because obviously the Packers don't care. They don't care, dog. They don't really care because if they did, they wouldn't let him. <laughs> they would not let him fail like this. That's just keeping it real. They wouldn't let him fail like this. Um, so who knows? Why are we still drug testing in the NFL? Like, are we testing for weed? Are we testing for PEDs? Are we testing for what are we testing for? If you're allowing weed to be the norm and you allow cats to smoke it on IG and you allow cats to smoke it while they're on ESPN, why are we making this the big thing? You have bigger problems in NFL. AJ Brown tweeted out they got drug tested today. I'm like, dog, why are we testing that? How about we 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 focus on Henry Ruggs or whatever, Suggs, whatever his name is, Ruggs, right? Running over a family and their dog. Like, how about we worry about shit that we can control? Like, if we're going to allow weed and other things, why the fuck are we testing for that? Like, I'd be testing for other things or preventing other things. Fuck a test. How about we do some preventive measures? How about we put some preventive measuring in so we can stop the young kids from killing themselves and others, drunk drivers? And how about we put an NFL protocol in that we all have a at-the-beck-and-call rideshare? If you are on an NFL roster, we have a rideshare for you. If you go drink, you hit this number on your phone, a cat picks you up right there. You're an NFL fucking team. You're the bill- You're worth billions. You can't appoint every team a ride share? Come on, man. Miss me. They have ride shares for teams, but it ain't individuals that are drinking at a club at 2 in the morning. That should happen. 2 in the morning call. Boom, here. Boom, pick me up, dog. Here's what it is. Pick me up. Uh, it's Halloween. Uh, the trade deadline's tomorrow. What are the Packers going to do? What are the Bucks going to do? What are the Rams going to do? Uh, who else makes a splash yet to be determined? I can't wait for tomorrow's show when we're going to break that down or maybe Wednesday show because tomorrow I think it's 4 p.m. Pacific is when the trade deadline ends. I'm not sure what time it is. It might be 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so maybe it'll be after the show where some trades happen tomorrow. But Wednesday, sure enough, when we have Chase uh, Senior on, we can break down all things trade for Work Boot Wednesday. Um Tomorrow we have uh, Patrick Queen on, linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens, will be joining the show. Uh, I, I just don't know what the Packers do. I'm curious to ask guys in the league that are currently playing in the league. Uh, Patrick Queen, I'll ask him what do the Ravens need since it'll be on trade deadline uh, day. We're going to ask him what do the what do the Ravens need? Uh, do they bring in another receiver? When does the Sean Jackson suit up? Uh, I can't wait to ask Patrick Queen those things. <sighs> I think the Packers are dead. Even, even with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I just think the division too far to catch. Uh, where the a- NFC West is not too far to catch for the Rams because the Niners play, they're hit and miss with their consistency. Uh, they own the Rams, but then they get beat down by the Chiefs. They get beat down by Atlanta. They get beat down by certain teams, which they should beat. So that shows me some inconsistency. So I'm not sold that the Niners are running away with this division. Um, so having said that, I think the Minnesota Vikings are running away with the division. I think the Packers are dead. 
Um, and that is the fourth team we're brought, we're talking about. Um, who else do we want to talk about? Let's go Colts. Um, I said I was going to talk about the Colts as my fifth team. Uh, I'm going to add the Broncos in there uh, as well. And I'll, I'll even add the Patriots in there before we get done with today's show. Appreciate everybody hitting the like button. Subscribe. Become a member if you're not one. Like I said, tomorrow, last chance Q starts with the great Sean Salisbury as we're going to break down all things NFL, NFL films, and quarterback play. Um, it'd be a great show. We're going to have legends on the show with us uh, from time to time, such as Dan Marino, Jim McMahon. We're going to have all these guys joining the show, breaking down today's quarterback versus yesterday's quarterback. It'll be a very, very informative show. You can become a member on my Patreon as well. It's in my link tree on all my social media accounts. Um, we have about seven tiers that you can be a member of, or you can just buy the whole package and get everything. So um, come on over to Patreon and join that. Um, also, if you become a member, you get free gear um, on Patreon. That is a part of becoming a member. So you'll actually get free gear like every few months. I think every three months you'll get a different piece of gear. So it depends on the package you sign up for. So that's all enticing on Patreon. If you want to learn some ball, be part of it, come on over there. Um, YouTube member tier is going to change today. I think we're going to add the member tier. I think it's going to be $4.99 for the show. Because um, we can't keep it part of this show. It's a totally separate show. It's a lot more uh, inclusive with what we're talking. And it's going to be an edited show. We're going to break it down, edit it, and then we'll live post it Every Tuesday, Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Last Chance Q. Become a member of that today. It'll be up here in a few hours as far as what tier we set it up. Um, Colts. Bench Matt Ryan. They go with the rookie. They surpass. They don't. Even, they go. They pass up Nick Foles and go with the rookie. Uh, shocking to me because Nick Foles is who helped Reich win a Super Bowl when he was the quarterback coach. I don't understand what's happening there. Ellinger clearly was in a, a fish out of water yesterday. So was Malik Willis with Tennessee. But Tennessee has the running game to get it done. The Colts do not all of a sudden. Taylor has been a non-factor this year. I don't understand what's happening there. Um, the Colts are dead. They are dead. Uh, even in a shitty division that they're in, it hurts me to say they are dead. I don't believe they have a heartbeat. They don't have a pulse. They've lost it. Reich's lost the locker room. I think the Colts are dead. Matt Ryan now, what happens with him? You owe him $30 million. Why are the Colts continually fucking off quarterbacks every single year? Eight quarterbacks in the last eight years blows my mind. I don't understand what's happening there. They're going through a quarterback a year. Um, you know, I don't understand what they're doing. You've had Brissett in there. You've had fuck ever since Luck retired, who fucked the organization, in my opinion. I think Andrew Luck absolutely fucked that organization right in summertime. At least give him warning in the spring. Don't do it in the summer. You fucked that organization. Set them back years, in my opinion. I said it two years ago. I say it now. Andrew Luck set that franchise back tremendously uh, by bowing out in the summer. That is just the generation of cat we're dealing with. I can't believe – would you ever imagine a cat retiring back in the day? You see Dan Marino just coming in in the summer and saying, ah, I'm done, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> would you ever see Joe Montana just walking in, eh, I've had enough, I'm done, bleep. See Tom Brady's playing until he's 40 fucking nine or whatever. You think he would walk in and say, ah, I'm done, I don't want to play no more, fuck it, I've lost the love. 
I don't want to get a concussion. Like, dog, that is where we are now. Oh, coach, you got to. Mental health, man. Mental health's a big thing. Shut the fuck up. Miss me with the mental health bullshit. I'm so fucking over your bullshit and excuse-making fucks. You guys make excuses for excuses upon excuses. That shit blows my fucking mind. How about you make an excuse for a fucking winner for once? How about we not make excuses for fucking losers? That's what motherfucking losers do. Keep making fucking excuses. You guys are just as bad as their fucking ass. You condone the shit. You condone the shit. I would have took his signing bonus so fucking fast, dog. How the fuck do you let him keep his money? He fucked your franchise. Your franchise has been set back. Indianapolis Colts for some years, dog. I'm going to be honest. For some years. And you're never going to get over that Andrew Luck thing. You bring in Phillip Rivers. He does a pretty damn good job. He's done better than both Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz did. If you want to talk about what he did, um, I believe they went to the playoffs. This team's not a playoff team. Last year, Carson Wentz fucked that off. You don't even, you can't beat Jacksonville. You can't beat Jacksonville at all, apparently. Um, you, you got through them the other day, but fuck, you've lost to them two out of three. Um, I don't know, man. Ursay looks like another cat that's got a lot of skeletons in his closet, and he's calling, you know, uh, I, I don't know, man. He's calling out Snyder. I mean, there's a lot of weirdo fucking things going on. I, I think this thing's going to be exposed in the NFL. I think you're going to have a lot of issues. I think you're going to have a lot of things come forward. You're going to have a lot of shit happening. Um, that's going to be my honest opinion. Uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be very interesting, to say the least. Um, who knows? Um I don't know, man. The Denver Broncos moving on over there. Colts are dead, by the way. Threw that out there. Um, you know, I think that I did too. Hey, I, I said I said the Colts. I thought we're gonna we're gonna play Denver in the AFC. Fucking, I mean, that's just something. Hey, I have to eat crow, dog. I mean, it is what it is. I said Denver and, and the Colts were gonna be two teams contending in the AFC with the Bills and the Chiefs. And guess what? They're shitty. Uh, they've absolutely shit on themselves. And I thought Matt Ryan was going to be a tremendous upgrade from Carson Wentz. Has not worked out that way at all. Um, the Colts considering uh, – the Colts just continue to fuck up quarterbacks. I do not understand how a franchise continues to just keep going. Like, holy shit, dog. What are we doing? But who knows? Um the Denver Broncos, I believe, are dead um, in the AFC West. I believe they're dead. I believe the Raiders are dead, I always said. The Chargers, though, huh, we're going to have to talk about them uh, tomorrow. Are they dead or alive? Uh, I'm leaning towards them being dead with all the injuries. J.C. Jackson's out. Fucking, you know, the D-line, the, the O-line, the, the wideouts continue to get hurt. I mean, Herbert's not fully healthy. The Chargers are another team. We'll break down that another. We'll break another five teams down tomorrow. But I believe the Chiefs are the only team for surely alive in that fucking division, which we thought the AFC West was going to be a fucking knuckle out drag fest. And it's looking like they're eliminating themselves by other teams outside the division by beating them. Like the Raiders, you shouldn't lose to the Saints. You can't afford to. You can't afford to lose to the Saints, dog. Chargers. You, you can't afford to lose to Seattle. You can't afford it. 
Pete Carroll's runaway coach of the year right now after beating Brian Dable yesterday, the Giants. It was a good game for the most part. Uh, it's a tough haul to go over there, playing a later afternoon game from the East Coast, playing all the way on the West Coast in the Pacific Northwest in the 12s. Seattle's doing a hell of a job. Gino threw a few strikes yesterday that I thought were big time. I mean, he's playing as well as I've ever seen him. He's playing as well as anyone. You give a guy confidence and you buy into him and you and you tell him you're the guy early and you eliminate the whole, you know, Locke, Drew Locke scenario being the starter. We're going to put that in the butt right now. Hey, Gino, you're the guy. Get ready to go before the preseason. You're the starter. Oh, fuck, coach. I appreciate you buying into me. Guess what? I'm going to ball out for you. That is exactly what's happened with Pete Carroll and Gino Smith. That's exactly what's happening in Seattle. The buy-in is real. Tyler Lockett explained it clearly yesterday. It is real. Seattle is a problem. They have a good young running back. They're going to get healthier as the season goes on. They have a lockdown corner. The next big Richard Sherman who can run uh, out of a Division II program, by the, by all means. So you can find players all across the nation. Pete Carroll knows talent. That's why USC used to be the dominant force in college football before Pete Carroll and after Pete Carroll. Just understand something. Pete Carroll ran college football. Nick Saban you didn't even hear about. You didn't even fucking hear Nick Saban's name until Pete Carroll went to the NFL. Let's just keep it funky. Let's just keep it 100 like y'all say. Y'all want to talk that shit. You didn't hear about Nick Saban until Pete Carroll went to the NFL. Tell me I'm wrong. I'll wait. (laughs) I'll wait. The head coach texting rule is a Pete Carroll rule. The head coach visiting a high school is a Pete Carroll rule. Not Nick Saban rule. Don't get it twisted. Pete Carroll locked down recruiting. Pete Carroll dominated the SEC. We used to run the fuck into Auburn, Arkansas, fucking all those schools we beat the fuck out of when Pete Carroll was at SC. But why nobody talks about that? Nobody wants to talk about the most loaded college roster of all time, maybe, besides that fucking 03 Miami team was possibly the 07, 08, or 04, 05, 06 uh, USC teams with the Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, and those guys. There was as many NFL guys on that roster as there was on that Miami roster with Al Gore, or Al Gore, with uh, Frank Gore and them. So those are two of the most loaded rosters I've ever seen. Uh, Ed Reed and all those Miami, that Miami roster and that SC roster. Whew, shit. And then Texas to beat them with Vince Young. Uh, it's a whole other ballgame, another discussion for another day. I just want to bring the fact up that college football is being ran right now by Nick Saban because Pete Carroll is in the NFL, and Pete Carroll is doing a better job in the NFL than most people anticipated. Pete Carroll's won a Super Bowl, been to two. He's one of the only two coaches ever to win a Super Bowl and a national title. Him and Jimmy Johnson, by the way. So, just throwing it out there. Benjamin Kimbrough. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We got a guy that knows nothing. (laughs) I just literally proved to you and pointed out everything that needs to be said. And you want to come out now because what have you done for me lately business? Nick Saban runs college football now. That's all you know. I probably hadn't even nutted you out yet, boy. Benjamin Kimbrough, I probably haven't even nutted you out yet when Nick Saban was not being dominant. When Pete Carroll was coaching at SC, you probably weren't even out my dick yet. So I don't know. Uh, I should have I should have pulled out, but I end up having you, um, Benjamin. And I know you weren't born yet, but 
A, we say what we don't know because ignorance is life-threatening. And a lot of you that did not live in the previous generation who only live in this one thinks they know all things. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, did Nick Saban have a good NFL career? Oh, he did it, huh? I think he got fired and quit because he couldn't handle it. Oh, my bad. What Pete Carroll do? Actually, Pete Carroll took the Jets and the New England Patriots to the playoffs, by the way. If you didn't know that, you should look it up. And won a Super Bowl in Seattle and went to another one. Arguably could have two. He's won multiple national titles. Uh, but, yeah, Nick Saban's better. <laughs> hey, man, as always, it's been great this morning with the Real Talk banter. I appreciate you guys. We love being the precursor to all things in the morning. Go on over to Pat's show, whoever show, whatever you do in life. Go, go fucking work at Walmart. Do whatever you do, but do it great. And uh, I will see you tomorrow in about 21 hours from now. As uh, God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. And make sure you become a member of the Patreon and my YouTube tier that we'll be setting up here today for Last Chance Q tomorrow with Sean Salisbury. I appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow morning, man. Much love to you guys. Peace.